Coming up on TMS, if your boner lasts more than four hours, contact your Sherpa. Did you climb Mount Everest or are you just happy to see me? Massively offended by the kerning. Jury with the Trump fast pass. Scott to Granny 4. Putting out an APB. <laughs> nice emphasis on the B. Uh -huh. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen bee? Build-A-Bear presidential election. Jury not funded by billionaires. Valerian and the thousand Jupiters ascending. Peeing on everything to protect it. Jesus hates the eagles. Making things with Bill. Jury duty and more. Not funded by billionaires. <laughs> and this episode of... The Morning Stream! Hi, my name's Mike, and if you're sitting there watching this tape smoking your cigarette, well, hit the fast-forward button, because I don't smoke and I don't like people who do smoke. And yet, Anish vi violated that... He the Morning Stream, with Scott and Brian and a caveman. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the uh, TMS show. That's the morning stream for Tuesday, February 25th, 2020. The morning stream show. The morning stream show. TMSS, right? TTMS. Oh, TTMSS. TTMM. Oh, yeah. The TMSS, the morning stream show. TTMSS, the morning stream show. Oh, I'm glad we don't do that. It's terrible. It's a bad idea. I'm glad we didn't do it. Yes, exactly. It's a terrible idea. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're a month away from seeing a bunch of your faces in Vegas, pretty much. About a month. In fact, almost exactly a month, right? Almost exactly a month. Yeah, tomorrow will be the one month. Countdown till I set foot on the soil that is the meadows. Will you do like you always do when you get off the plane in uh, McCarran Airport or whatever? You get out and you go just kiss the ground each time. Is that the thing you I do? I kiss the nearest Wheel of Fortune slot machine. Oh, I don't know all about right. the ground. The ground is gross, Scott. I'm not going to kiss the ground. Yeah, no wonder. That's foul. Yeah, if anyone's going to get the coronavirus, it's Brian. He's <laughs> Uh, anyway, boy, the, the rate that thing's spreading. What I don't here's what I hope doesn't yeah. happen. I hope what doesn't happen is like in 15 days or so, uh, the CDC gets out there and goes, "All right, we're issuing warnings for the following cities. Uh, avoid them because that's where all these uh, congregating Asians go." And uh, huh. and one of, one of them's in Vegas. Don't go to Vegas. Don't go to news uh, uh, any of the Disneyland's and stay away from New York. Like I'm worried. I'm worried. I don't want it to happen because I want to. I want it to go off without a hitch. I don't want no coronavirus. I just want Corona. That's it. I don't want Corona, so I don't drink. But the what, rest of you all. What? Hold the phone. I think Scott just confessed. Me thinks he doth protest too much. I, okay, I admit it. I've got a six pack of Corona in the fridge. It's just waiting for me. Not true. Not a bunch true. of limes. Uh, to jam down at their necks. Anyway, it's uh, it's out there. Don't breathe. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's see. Let me ask you this: more afraid of coronavirus in Vegas mm. or or coronavirus in Salt Lake City? Um. Well, depends on where I'm at, right? Like if if it's let's see right now. Let's say right now. Headline. Oh, then then here, but also a little bit Vegas because a lot of Utahns. Since we're you know we're only four hours away, people go to Vegas all the time here. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I I would think that if it, if it hit Vegas, it would be close enough that we would start getting it. Yeah, in right. in big numbers. Probably like same with Denver too. Yeah, Denver would have a similar problem. Uh, pretty much the Intermountain West would have a have a big surge if if Vegas mm -hmm. got hit with a big swath of it. 
I hope it doesn't happen in Vegas because all of our friends will be there in a month. That's right. I don't right. want any of our friends to get sick. I don't want anyone to get sick or die. That's right. <laughs> Jeez. I really don't. Really I don't want a morbid, the, I don't morbid want, turn. I don't want them to die. I want them all to live. Live on. <laughs> uh, okay, we got to... I want to... You know what happened? Yeah. Like last year, two weeks before I went to Vegas for my 50th birthday party, mm. uh, there was the grasshopper apocalypse. Oh. Which turned out to be, we didn't see a single grasshopper the whole time we were there, except for a, a, a cold drink served with creme de menthe and um, <laughs> and whatever el- other alcohols are in a grasshopper. Wasn't that just last? That was just last year. That was right? just last year. Yeah, that was. Just That's last right, because you were because it was your birthday, of course. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But also, it feels like that grasshopper thing was years ago. I guess not, though. It just does. Last year. Yeah. Weird. Well, maybe this will happen this way, Brian. The day before Brian goes. It'll be just like pandemic in Nevada. And then the day he goes, it'll all uh-huh. be gone. There won't be a single virus there. There we go. Wow. It'll what it'll uh what do you it'll think be like a little lead up and then just poof disappear See? the day that I arrive. I'm telling you, I know how to predict these things. I'd like you to to poof a few days before because again, some more of our listeners are gonna be there a couple days before we get there. <laughs> okay, so we'll do it a week instead of a day. There we go. There we go. All right. Got it. Uh, all right. Anyway, hey, I got a quick shout out for no reason other than I just like him a lot. And I just want to say howdy to our good friend, Liam O'Brien, listening to the show. Uh, he checks us out all the time. If you don't know who Liam is, you're crazy because if you're uh, at all connected to the nerd world, you know that he is one of the Mighty Nine or the not the Mighty Nine. What do they call themselves? The Mighty Not the Mighty the Chicago Nine. Seven? No, the... Oh, what do they call them? Chat room, help the magnificent, me. The Magnificent Seven. No, is it the Hateful mi- Eight? It's the Mighty Nine. Yeah, the, but they spell it like German, like nine, like like, like no nine, like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, over there at Critical Role and uh, and all that. Anyway, uh, Liam and I have been pals forever. It feels like um, he was a listener way back in the App Slappy days, and and uh, he listens to TMS every day, and I just really like Liam and thought I'd just bring his name up because, and yeah. this is not me name dropping, I just really like Liam. He's one of my favorite people in the world, and um, I may end up in, uh, I may have to poke my nose into LA sometime in June if that ends up happening. I'm hoping to see him. Uh, he's mm, just a, I might be poking my nose into June, into LA around June as well, like mm, near the end of June. Mm, oh, huh. I wonder if maybe we're poking our nose into the same poke nose poking. <laughs> Hmm. Well, I'm sure it's likely, uh, just hopefully not poking uh, our noses in at exactly the same moment. Yeah, that'd be gross. Nobody wants yeah. that. You will line up, and we can each take a turn poking our noses in. That's how I look at it. All right, well, June's looking more interesting by the moment. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Uh, Liam, you're just the man, and I just wanted you to know that. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, we, we went to a place yesterday. It was uh, an Australian themed restaurant yesterday okay all right uh not outback steakhouse okay because that's <laughs> that is you know that is the the go-to australian themed restaurant it sure is it's not a steak <laughs> this is a steak <laughs> i like that the knife thing just gets used across all absolutely things. oh yeah yeah that's good uh anyway so we go to this place it's called wallabies i don't know how authentic anything is but the food's really good. I like it. Oh, here's here's a here's a uh, a factor how you can tell how authentic your Australian themed restaurant is. Mm. Um, are the men's and women's bathrooms labeled blokes and Sheila's? Yes, they are. <laughs> and that therefore it's not very authentic is, is what we learned. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. 
It's I mean, a, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it's probably. Uh, I'm sure they serve. Do they serve meat pies? They serve. Oh, that I don't know. I didn't. Mm. I didn't actually check that. So I always get. Um, they have these like three meat plates with like you know traditional you know beef tip, <laughs> steak tip things, and some kind of turkey unit deal. And I don't know what all. Uh, it's probably honestly, it feels like you could slap any name on here and get rid of the logo, which has a big Australian map on it, and just call it anything. Sure. It's not really. There's nothing about it where you're like, ah. Oh, you got to try some of this Australian food down. It's not like that. It's just like, hey, do you, are you in the mood for beef? Uh, guess what? They got beef. <laughs> they have beef. Yeah. They have kangaroo. They, uh, I'm looking at uh, Wallaby's Smokehouse. Yeah. It's more, trying to pull up the menu. Boy, their website is slow. Oh, is it? Well, it's like yeah. their service. Just kidding. They were fine. They were fine. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Um, let's see. I've never actually... I haven't looked so deep into the menu. I always end up going for... The first thing I have that restaurants out like that where where I know, you know, when we go here, I know exactly what I want. Right. You know, there's certain restaurants that it's like I don't even need to look at the menu. If I go to if I go to uh, Benny's Mexican Restaurante in downtown Denver, by golly, I'm getting the combination G because that's my jam. Yeah, I do the same thing at this place called Zhao. It's like uh, uh, fusion uh, Asian and uh, uh, like Korean food. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus um, fused with like I don't know I don't know what else to, it's, it's supposed to be fusion anyway it's fantastic and they make these three uh, three taco things with steak in them with like uh, like a Korean cabbage stuff on it and this weird sauce I don't know what to call and it's so good everything on the menu is good they have rice bowls and some kind of like wasabi noodle thing and uh, bomb me sandwiches and all this stuff's amazing but I know what I want when I go there. And it's those three yeah. damn tacos. Give them to me now. Mm-hmm. Give yeah. them to me. They also have Coke uh, Zero. I got to so tell you, yeah. I'm looking at the uh, wallabysmokehouse.com website. Yeah. Uh, as a graphic designer, I am massively offended by the kerning. Uh, I am as well. This is bad. It's, oh, it's very are you bad. looking at it right now? Yeah. Like it's, the, it's the, it's you look at that menu and it's like, sm oak ee house platters it's bad <laughs> instead of smoke house platters is like <laughs> broken down to five words i mean brian and i both studied a little uh, typography in school we know this stuff we know how bad that is what were they thinking what's going on this hurts this hurts me physically scott yeah. I'm, I'm physically physically insulted my advanced typography me. professor would be offended by everything i'm looking at right here i like that they've got sangers that's aussie for sandwich mm, say, yeah see that's what i'm saying it's like a lot uh, of that stuff so i don't know how it's not that legit it's just food and it's good food. Yeah. We like it. It's nice. It's okay. Uh, Joey eats the Joey menu for yeah. the kids. Yeah, they got Joey <laughs> menus. Pretty dumb, right? Oh, so that. anyway, so we're there, and uh, we're uh, the way you get your own drinks, right? Soda okay. machine. They got a Pepsi, mm-hmm. kind of like the Coke uh, machines that have everything in them at the movie oh, theaters. Oh, really? The Coke. Uh, what do they call that? Freestyle. The freestyle. They got. A, they got right. a Pepsi so a equivalent. Pepsi version of that? Yeah. I've never seen a Pepsi version. That's cool. And I don't know what it's called, but it's some kind of Pepsi unit, and it's got all the same stuff: touchscreen, do all this sort of thing. Um, it's smaller though. It's a more narrow device. It's not like a giant vending okay. size machine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they have. You can get if you want water. It's just the first button there. You just hit it and you get water. Sure. And so. I'm heading toward that thing because I'm thinking, oh, that's what I want. And in front of me is a little old lady with an oxygen tank uh, moving very, very slowly, like like an inch of a minute, just 
just kind of just wobbling, just barely moving. She's got her, her tank on its wheels. She's all wired up to it. Uh, she had something else hanging off of her arm. I don't know what that was, some kind of blood thing. She just looked like, you know, 100 years old and was just like moving around slowly. And, and it was fine. <laughs> and I said, um, she was in front of me and she's a ways away from that machine. And there's nobody else in front of us, just her and then me. And I said to her, I said, uh, are you doing okay? Is there anything I can help you with? You know, just trying to be nice to her. Sure. And she goes, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. And then she just kind of kept her head down and kept going. Well, I don't know really where she's going. So I just think, well, I'm just going to, I mean, we're still a good eight feet away from that soda machine. I'm just going to run over there and grab my water and then grab the seat while Kim's paying. So I do that. I run around there. I grab the water. I fill it up. And I turn around. And there's that old lady looking at me. <laughs> and she was really grumpy with me. Really? Yeah. I think did what you, happened is she was slow boating it to the... Her? I think that's what happened. I think I cut her off. I think I cut her off, but it was a, it was the kind of... It was a cutoff in like Inception time. Like I was in the... She was in the van. <laughs> right. You were the, She's in you the were van. the hotel reviewer. Uh, right. I'm trying... Jordan Levitt <laughs> stringing up uh, Tom Hardy butt to butt with... Uh, <laughs> I'm putting the two Tom, Tom I'm putting Berenger. Tom Berenger and Tom Hardy's butts together and tying them up with Cat 5 cable while the van is slowly going over the edge of the thing. We're not even low gravity yet. <laughs> exactly. So uh I, I, I looked at her and I and and I didn't know what to say. And I'm holding these I'm holding Kim's whatever I got for her, and then I'm holding the water and I just look at her and I stand there and she's just looking at me and just and she sort of like puts her eyes down and just keeps shuffling our direction. And I said, uh, oh, excuse me. And I kind of moved out of her way. Mm-hmm. And she says something under her breath that I wish I could translate. I don't know what she said, but it was really? like, it's like, you <laughs> totally some dark, you know, mean, angry thing under her breath that I wow. can't make out. She was mad at me. And I didn't you know what to do. You must have looked like the Flash to her. You know how... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> just a... Uh, just... <laughs> It was like a just a red blur with a Jinx logo on it. Just zip right by it. I'm like uh, Quicksilver in that scene. And, uh, right, exactly. Uh, that thing. What was that movie um, where he did that? I forgot. It was X-Men something or yeah, other. X-Men, X-Men, X-Men whatever. Movies. First Class. Was it? Was that the one? No, it couldn't have been First Class. No, it was the other one. It was the one later with the, uh, the one after that. Uh, yeah, second Class. Second Class. Where at the end they tease you're going to get Apocalypse or whatever. Oh, right. And then that movie right. sucked. So, yeah. yeah, that's the order of yeah. things right there. Anyway. Um, yeah, I wonder if you could have, like... Like, what would, what would you have said? What would you have said to, to help buff, buffer that whole thing? Because I don't know what to say at that point. In hindsight... Yeah. Something I would have said, oh, can I get your... Can I help you get your drink for you? Or can I get your... Can I fill up a soda for you or something like that? I don't know. I mean... I, maybe if I got more specific is when I said... When I was with her earlier and I said, is there anything I can help you with? That was what I was trying to do, but I should have been specific and said, I just didn't know where she was going. This is, this is what I want to map out. Like, I want, here's where I want, um, kind of like Tomb Raider go. You can move four <laughs> spaces every time she can move one. And I want to know at what point, like, did she have to wait at her last space more than one turn? I don't know. Or did she, was she two spaces away while you were getting the drinks and then you turned around and she was one space away? Oh, see, okay. Anyone who's played 
the Laura Croft go <laughs> game or even, the you know even a game of chess like you were moving you were a pawn <laughs> yeah she was a I was okay I was a knight she's a pawn actually yeah you were a rook you could like zoom all yep. the way down to the other end of the board she's a pawn first step maybe two right two squares but from that point on only going one square at a time yeah I mean I I mean at the end of it all I just I don't know what I could have said and I but I still yeah. feel a weird tinge of guilt about it. Like I, because I would never cut a lady. I would never cut an old lady with an oxygen tank. I wouldn't cut a perfectly healthy, athletic, uh, <laughs> Olympian, twenty-five-year-old uh, lady. I wouldn't cut anyone off. No, but she'd cut you off. She probably would. She probably would. But I wouldn't do that on purpose. So I, I didn't know how to. It seemed like she was in this mode of like, this is just life now. Everyone sucks. I'm now mad at that person. I don't know. I. I just feel bad about it. And how could you ever track that lady down? You can't do that. How am I going to find no, her? No, no. You know, no. I can't go to her house and say, here's some cookies. I apologize. And well, then she'll say, I'm allergic to cookies and hit me in the face with her cane or something. Next time you're uh, next time you're at the uh, Wallabies at four o'clock in the afternoon for dinner, you can maybe run into her again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, essential tremors. I'm kidding, by the way. I don't know what time you were there, but I just felt like maybe it was. It was a little <laughs> earlier than usual. You know, not all the kids are out of the house. It's a weird effect. Mm -hmm. It's It's only the Wild West, isn't it? Yeah. And there's only been a couple of days, but it's this feeling of normally we're busy rushing around taking care of kid related things. Sure. And so, oh, we better hurt. We better eat. What time is it? Oh, it's getting late. We should eat. But now it's like, oh, we didn't have to worry about Nick uh, had a flat on the highway or right. we didn't have to left, worry uh, about left his stuff. chicken out on the uh, desk overnight. Or right. Like we have to worry about any of those things. And as a result, it was like five 30 and we're like, do you want to eat now? <laughs> like, should we go, <laughs> should we go eat now? Oh, it's funny. I mean, five 30, that is kind of Tina and I do that. We regularly eat then because we just want to be, we eat early so that we can just digest and not eat late. You know, it's a, it's a, health thing yeah that's you why that's eat. why i do the the best the biggest benefit fasting, of my right? intermittent fasting is that very thing that's yeah. the reason we do yeah. it or mostly the reason i do it because by the time you're done yeah, the problem seven, is we also eat early scott yeah, uh, in yeah. the morning <laughs> that's true and so you don't get that benefit but honestly the biggest benefit to me has not been so much the the morning bit it's been mm-hmm. it's i stop bit. eating by seven maximum mm-hmm. or at a minimum and then by the time i go to bed I, there's nothing left to digest. I'm done, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can just sleep. Oh, this is some yeah. old ass guy talk, isn't it? This is some real. <laughs> I can get some sleep and get my food digested before I go to bed at 8:30 p.m. <laughs> oh, early bird specials. I still don't I get. We it. don't. You and I don't get the deals at Denny's for another few years, right? When we I get think that? that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that I senior, care that much. But. The senior special. I did notice we went out to dinner at uh, Papado's, um, as I mentioned with George. There, uh, when you turn 62, this is a really weird thing they offer. When you turn 62, you can order off the lunch menu at dinner time. Really? Yes. Oh, so you get the like cheaper you can, lunch You prices. get all the dinner choices, but you can also get the lunch choices at dinner time. Oh, interesting. Okay. Which I guess okay. You want a smaller portion. You don't want to pay as much as a dinner portion. But it just feels like a weird. That's a very weird. Thing. weird. Like, what should we do for our seniors? I know we'll offer them lunch food. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's it, it accomplishes the goal of giving them a discount. 
right? Because they're yes, getting lunch exactly. prices. Because the lunch prices are, are way less. And even though they are named very similarly, some some plates are different, some items are different, but they're they're usually the same things as the entrees, just smaller portions. So interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, we've all learned a little something today. Yeah. I like this. This is pretty great. Uh, Lemonade at 2020 says, be honest. Have you ever turned down a senior citizen discount if it was offered by mistake? I've never had that happen. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't turn it down. Oh, I wouldn't turn it down. Of course not. No, it's like, let them think I'm 65, whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Like, <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, it'd be fine. I still get carded in a dark nightclub. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Actually, I got carded a week ago. Did I tell you about this? This mm, is so no. stupid. I don't look at all like I'm under 21 by no, any stretch. No. But when I was in, I guess it's been a little longer than a couple of weeks, but whenever it was, we were at uh, the, um, oh, it's downtown. It's a southern place. It's a bar. It's really good food. And I forgot the name of it, but not Bubba's. Is it a chain or is it a Gate- local? Gators. No, it's a local thing. It's oh, okay. this awesome place called, ah, these people moved here from New Orleans and opened it and, and it's amazing. Mm. Anyway, oh, nice. Cajun food. Yeah, it's really good. Like their alligator pie is amazing. Oh my gosh, so good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, they just carded me as so I walked in there, and mm-hmm. uh, and I and I'm like, I looked at the girl and went, "Really?" And she goes, "Yeah, we just do it to everybody." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> she didn't have to say that. That she like made you feel really good, and then like, now nah, we do it to everybody. Yeah, it's just everybody comes in here gets carded. You don't have to tell me that. You can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I just thought you looked like a young, like, exactly. let's have a little playful. That's what she should have said. Yeah, exactly. a little playful back and forth. Why not? Yep. Anyway. All right. Well, later on today, we get <laughs> to find out how uh, Justin and his good time happened there at the uh, Trump rally. He also went to various other rallies. But really, we just want to know about the the weed pipe. And I don't even know how much he's prepared to say <laughs> about it. But uh, right. lots of fun stuff from Justin today. So stick around for that. Uh, but for now... We got to do the news, so here it is. Time for the news, brought to you by. Hey, you tadpool weirdos. Do you come across articles online that you don't have time to read? Have you tried Read It Latest Services, only to find that they end up just as a list of articles you're never going to get around to? Try listenlater.fm. That's listenlater.fm, a Read It Later service for your ears. Listen Later gives you a personal podcast feed that you can add to your podcast player. Then, as you're browsing online, you send Listen Later articles you want to read. It nearly instantly converts the articles into audio podcasts that you can listen to when you have time. Please visit listenlater.fm to try it for free. Get in and get it happening now. Yeah, that's right. All right, this is a story. This uh, story is carryover from yesterday. Okay. Well, I have to test a GIF here real quick. There you go, chat room. I'm just going to leave that okay. up the rest of the day. Um, <laughs> this is a story that was a carryover, and I, the headline alone is worth it. So I'm going to read it to you just as the way it's written on the headline. This is a Vice.com sure. article. Uh, Vice.com doesn't really hold back when it comes to headlines. They just kind of say what they think. <laughs> this headline is, why climbing, Mount Ever- uh, sorry, why climbing Mount Everest gives people weird boners. Hmm. Have you heard this before? I've never heard not, this. It, I like how they give me the what mm-hmm. and assume that I want to know why, that I've that I've always wanted to know why, when this is the first time hearing about the what. Yeah, the what is new to me. I thought it was always a given that Mount Everest gave people <laughs> weird boners. I never questioned why. I just thought awkward moments in junior high gave people weird boners. But yeah, right, exactly. It says here, you may have heard of airplane boners. Nope. 
Nope, never heard of those. No, I haven't heard of that either. <laughs> nope, that's new. <laughs> I think Vice Vice is making a lot of assumptions here. They really are, especially about us. But anyway, uh, this term, uh, colloquially, culture, <sighs> colloquially, thank you, describes erections on planes. Really? Thanks for oh, clearing thank that you. up. <laughs> oh, oh, airplane, airplane boners. Boner. I see how it... Yeah. Oh. Thanks, Vice. <clears throat> so, you've gone from... Uh, over assumption to over explaining. Yeah, they've done it. We just it's, got vice explained. They've had, they somehow done it in less than like twenty words. Right. Uh, allegedly due to changes in air pressure that affect blood pressure. Okay, sure. I guess I could mm. see that. Uh, only apparently it doesn't just happen on planes. Uh, this person who wrote this article says I recently got sucked down a bit of an internet rabbit hole, reading about how the same phenomenon affects mountaineers climbing big mountains, in particular the biggest mountain of them all, Mount Everest. Uh, now I have to admit I was a little skeptical, so I decided to ask an expert what happens. And he says it happened to be his dad, who is a doctor. So I asked Dr. Dominic Roscoli. 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 Scioli. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Uh, about altitude-related blood pressure and whether it could cause permanent erection while mountain climbing. Hmm. A permanent erection? Oh, yeah. Permanent, Brian. Permanent. Well, doesn't go my, away, I right? I forgot my walking stick going up uh, <laughs> Mount Everest. This, this will come in handy. Uh, it sure will. You got to pry yourself out of a big, uh, out of a, a cave-in or something. A landslide. A nice crevasse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a bad use for a wiener. All right, anyway, it says that um, <laughs> I talked to his dad. Uh, whether or not I could do this. He says it was an awkward conversation, but dad explained that because air is thinner at altitude, it causes blood pressure to rise. This, he said, can cause severe exhaustion, shortness of breath, disorientation, heart palpitations, and yes, mountain boners. Now, what's funny about that is every one of those sounds horrible. Severe exhaustion, shortness of breath, disorientation, heart palpitations. Well, the boner's all right. It's a good, you know. Compared to the rest of those things, sure. It's, uh, we all like a boner. Yeah, uh, uh, I'll take I'll take option E. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's fine. It's no big deal. By Can the we way, maybe not call them weird boners because <laughs> maybe unexpected boners because the boner itself there's nothing weird about it. <laughs> well, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Like, I buy into that. It just turns it into a ninety degree angle. It's weird. Yeah. What a weird boner. Now that would be weird if you yeah. ended up with like a you know a bender bot. Kind of thing going on. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Anyway, surprise boner. I like that term. There you go. Thank you. you no know, surprise. Yeah, a surprise boner. Yeah, I don't like surprises, but that one's all right. No. That one's okay. I remember one jumped out from behind the couch. Surprise! <laughs> it's me, a boner. I'm a surprise boner. <laughs> oh, the title's going to be janky at this point. It's going to be all effed up yeah. toward the end of the I'll, I'll tell you, by the way, I was on uh, Cord Killers last night. Oh, very nice. With, uh, Tom Merritt and Brian Brushwood. Oh. And uh, it took it took maybe eight seconds to read through all the, the potential titles. Oh. It was like, all right, we've got, ooh, we've got 12 titles to decide on here. Uh, oh, yeah, we, we cream those guys. It's not even yeah, I close. We, I wonder, uh, uh, BioCal probably can tell us this. What show gets the most titles? Oh, I think it's us. I bet. I bet it's either us or, or um, Night Attack. If it's not us, I'll be shocked. Yeah, uh, he he could he don't have to he'll have to tell us, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I'll I'm willing to bet pretty hard that we've that we got that beat. They ended up titling the show after some some dumb thing I said because I was trying to describe 
you know, the place where everybody gets together to dish about the, the previous night's gossip. Mm-hmm. What, what is that? Where do people get together, Scott? Uh, where they talk about the previous night's gossip. Yeah, like, you know, let's uh, you know, take a break from work and we're going to talk really quickly about uh, gossip from last night. And, you uh, know, what, oh, the, oh the, uh, the, the, the water cooler. Water cooler, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I called it the coffee room. Oh, excellent! Because <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, gathering around the coffee pot or the break room could not come up with water cooler. So I said, oh, you know, we, we all get together at the coffee room. Yeah. Oh, BioCal, there he is. We have over fifty percent of total titles, which makes us the leader. But it's because it's daily. That makes sense. Wow. But on a oh, per okay. show basis, like a per show basis, how do we do BioCal? Mm-hmm. Is there a way you can like look at one of our biggest days? In the database yeah, and then compare, compare it. Compare our Tuesday to a Night Attack Tuesday. Yeah, there you go. Like last yeah. Tuesday to Night Attack Tuesday. How did it go? Just curious. I mean, not that we don't have, we have nothing writing on this. We don't, you know, we don't care if it's. And yes, dead polymers, I do need an entire room for coffee. Thank you. Wow. Where do you think he's in now? Where do you think this room is right here, guys? That's Brian's it's coffee, coffee room. room. Exactly. Wherever I am, if I've got this, it's the coffee room. Wherever he is, that's where you are. <laughs> uh, so where the heck was i oh yes yeah, so we finished this uh, weird, weird boners, boners on a mountain We're yeah i'm talking about weird boners people have those i guess and uh, good luck mm-hmm. to them it's probably not great like you're already exhausted your oxygen levels you, you're suck. already right the blood is already rushing out of your your brain <laughs> you don't you don't need it to rush somewhere else that's not really going to give you any use no there's no benefit there's no value Plus, you're like all packed tight in those parkas and cold, and you probably barely know you got one. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this is such a probably bo- such a boy yeah. thing to talk about. Sorry, ladies, yeah. we apologize. All this boner it, talk uh, it uh, breaks the myth of shrinkage. Yeah, yeah, up there is no. I was in the pool, and if he's, I was on the mountain. <laughs> <clears throat> um, right. All right, moving on. We got a um, Vancouver story, so check this out. So I always think that you know the the weirdest stories about people doing janky stuff it happens in florida because that's we get a lot of stories from florida sure not this time a two thousand dollar fine canadian dollar fine for a vancouver driver who used flashlights instead of his headlights <laughs> this reminded my wife does say flashlights not flashlights oh, okay yeah, yeah oh yeah sure. yeah Woo! sheesh yeah, those aren't going to give a lot so of we completely get off the previous subject good idea that was a nice taper you did there it was like yeah. You didn't want to. You didn't want to go cold turkey. Brian wanted to no, no, no. Off. Exactly. You, if you the abrupt stop, people get whiplash. Oh yeah, you can get. Oh, you can have seizures. You don't want to mm-hmm. stop quickly. Mm-hmm. You need to. Ease so flashlights out. instead of headlights, you say? Well, let's look at this redneck piece of garbage uh, business here. Not this guy. Just the thing he did. Uh, a driver taped flashlights to his pickup truck when the headlights burned out and received a hefty fine from the Vancouver Police Department. Yeah, so uh, what I'm saying is it's not okay to use the uh, flashlights where you have the <laughs> headlights, see? Okay, eh? That's what they yeah. said. That's how they said it. Oh, no, you're, 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 hoser, you're not going to have to <laughs> you're gonna have to get your headlights fixed, eh? <laughs> I'm glad you threw in a hoser. By the way, when yeah. was the last time you listened to the Great White North album? Oh, it's been a while. I listened it's to it far too long. probably a month ago with Carter. It's the first time she'd heard it. and we. Oh, really? Yeah, uh-huh. we told we had our Echo play it. Um, I just got in a mood one night. I'm like, oh, you guys have never heard this? Okay, we got to play it because I made some reference. And I played it. And you know what? That thing is still freaking funny. It's good. Cool. Yeah, it's great. In fact, uh, my favorite part about it is it's like truly improv Like you can tell those guys are just not yeah. reading scripts. Right, and uh, right. oh, man, it's so good. Bob and Doug That McKinley. thing made so much money and probably took them 
half a data to record. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think obviously the most the the most uh, time intensive part of it was getting Getty Lee in there to sing "Take Off to the Great White North," but the rest of it, uh, let's play a game called Beer Hunter. Yeah. All right, we're gonna shake up a beer. <laughs> Which one is it gonna be? Oh, you you hoser! You picked the wrong one again, hoser. Like it's not I'm in your ear. <laughs> Oh, you remember a lot from this thing. I remember a lot. Of, I listened to that album like crazy. I, could I did probably, too. Uh, I almost had it memorized for a while there. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Why like, don't you ever clean in here, eh? It holds up. Uh, my favorite se- segment is was and is the church one where Bob McKenzie pretends he's in church. And they gives himself an echo. And they have like an organ. And he gets up and does, okay, so open your Bibles, eh? And uh, like, this is the <laughs> stupidest thing. I love it. I so love uh, it. Such a great album. Still holds up. Anyway. I got to go listen to it. I think I might even, sadly, I might own that on CD just because I got a, we found it at a used shop or something for a buck. You probably do. If not, everybody has it on their streaming stuff. So you can just. Exactly. It. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, flashlights instead of headlights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah this the, guy. Yeah. Sergeant Mark Christensen tweeted that traffic officers initially pulled over this driver for having an insecure load. <laughs> I just like how that sounds. <laughs> uh, but once they got a closer look, boy, that's like it. You know what you just did? You just did Beavis in the late stages of like lung deterioration mode or something. <laughs> this is this is what be, where Beavis would be right now, right? Yeah. Just, uh... yep. That's about a 65-year-old smoking meth head uh, version of Beavis. I think Beavis would vape. I, I have no doubt that both of Beavis, Beavis and Buffhead, Buffhead. Buffhead. Beavis and Butthead would both be vapors. Beavis and Butthead would both be vapors. Beavis and Butthead would both be vapors. That's a hard thing to say. It is. It is. Okay, here we go. BioCow gives us the stats. Last Tuesday, Night Attack, 102 titles with 206 votes. Frog Pants, 111 titles with 215 votes. Take Boom. that. Boom is right. Take that, you you cultish bastards. I think we see uh, there was a landslide victory. <laughs> it was uh, not even close. Not even close. Some say the biggest uh, ever. Biggest, <laughs> widest win. Biggest, biggest ever victory Big, in uh, titles. Titles ever. So today we gotta we gotta make it even harder for them to compete, you guys. <laughs> like, gotta do t- tons of That's them. That's right. I mean, it's all it's we, all it's all. Weird, I think the weird boner story will uh, would totally do that for us. <laughs> it's all it's all fake competition, but we enjoy it nonetheless. <laughs> um, well, thank you, BioCal, for your uh, uh, your your honesty. Even though I know he's a little That's biased right. toward those guys, That's he right. likes those guys. I mean, who doesn't? I like those guys. Yeah, of um, course. Yes. All right, let's do this story here. Uh, oh, I mean, I should finish this out. Uh, oh, yeah. It says here, uh, the vehicle also did not have insurance. That's a shock. Um, and the driver failed to comply with previous inspection orders, said Christensen. In all, the driver uh, received 1920 in fines. Uh, and half that's half a high-definition revolution that resolution. That may as well, you may as well <laughs> just add the 1080 to that. Anyway, <clears throat> had their uh, vehicle impounded. Uh they even did a tweet. It says, stop for insecure load. Further examination found flashlights being used as headlights, taillights. No insurance and failed to comply with previous inspection order. All told, 1920 in fines and the vehicle removed from the road. Hashtag road safety. Wow. That's from the Vancouver And I PD. bet, uh, so nearly $2,000 replacing your headlights, maybe 150 bucks. Probably. Maximum. Like, depending yeah. on what the problem is. 
if it's wiring, then might be more expensive because you got to get in there and fix the wiring. But my guess is that his his headlights just burnt out. Plus, it's I mean, like I'm not 100 percent sure about this, but I think it's an older make, and so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he should have. It should have cost him hardly anything. Newer cars have weird headlights and stuff. Some of that yeah. stuff's expensive, yeah. but I think he would have been fine. So learn from yeah. this poor Canadian's mistake and yep. uh, get your crap together there, buddy. Uh, a pet poodle. Oh, this is sad. How do you like? You like, no, dog? you like dogs? Yeah, yeah, but you have I dogs. I do like dogs. I do like dogs, but um, I don't like little dogs. Mm, I little, like big dogs. You don't like I little don't like, yippy dogs. I don't like little yippy dogs that have a Napoleon complex that feel like anything larger than them is something that they need to bite to show their dominance. Yeah. Big dogs are like, hey, cool. We're, we're you know, we're close to the same size. I'm on your level. I'm going to go sleep on the floor. Yep. Little dogs are like, <laughs> yeah, they have to like defend everything. Exactly. Protect okay. everything. I agree with you. It's annoying. Like there are times to, to love those little dogs, but it's usually while they're puppies. When they get to be adults, they get fiercely protective and territorial. They'll pee on everything to protect it. They're just kind of little a-holes. So I, mm-hmm. I sort of agree. And the bigger the dog gets, the, the, the easier they are on this front. Like the, the most calm, relaxed, chill dog I've ever met is like a Great Dane because they don't have anything to prove. Totally. They're exactly. Like, uh, yeah, people, I'm, fine. What a nuisance. I'm just going to sleep over here on the couch. Yeah. Stop me. <laughs> and they, oh, I did just, just describe kids. That's a good point, Cleo. <laughs> he kind of did. Cleo's right. So, yeah, I know. And, and uh, Wicked Truth says, uh, I've met some little dogs that aren't a-holes. True. I mean, the... Uh, my aunt and uncle have a little dog named Gizmo, and he's cute, and he bit Tina twice, but he's never bitten me. And uh, <laughs> Right, right. So that's not a problem. Sure. It's nice to see Cleo in here, by the way. Hi, Cleo. It is. I know. Cleo's... Uh, been ages. It has been ages. She's very busy. She's a busy human mm-hmm. being. Lots going she on. Is. Stuff to do. She uh, sent me a great book over Christmas. It's um, all album covers. I've got it behind me here, but it's like the 100 best album covers of all time and it's such a great oh what a perfect thing for you that's awesome yeah yes i want one that's the 100 worst album covers of all time i I think i've got that book actually i know seriously oh i search i'll i'll do google searches like for an entire evening looking for those i love them so much they're so bad there is a there's a website that is um something like the worst album covers and they turned <clears throat> they turned that website into a book or, or the website released a book just kind of like awkward family photos and brilliant like idea that. that's a great and it's idea. uh and it's such it's such a great book of like these really awkward uncomfortable album covers. we should have thought of that that was a, that's a brilliant yeah i know yeah coverville media there's a lot of things that i've thought of that i waited too long and i watched somebody else come out with that exact same thing yeah yeah most most top of that list is the Cover Me blog putting out a book about the hundred best covers of all time. So I was like, oh, I had that. Yeah, that I was your idea. Like I even had like a like an outline written for it. I just never got to it. So let it, let that be a lesson to all of us. That's you right. Think of something that hasn't been done yet, do it because somebody's going to beat you to it. If you've got an idea about an insecure guy who owns a can of expired cream corn named Can, <laughs> get out there, make a comic, make yeah, it done. And has a a weird, fat, bald friend with a <laughs> stomach tumor. <laughs> I mean, you know, I exaggerate things. I exaggerate. I know, I know. I noticed that Fred's awfully skinny compared to his bald friend, but 
Yeah, and I, and then a lot of people have pointed out that they think that I'm I'm being like Fred, but I'm you know I'm much fatter than I used to be, so I'm not that skinny guy anymore. But maybe they're right. I don't know. It was never an intention. Fred's oh, not supposed know. to no, be a version of me, but and and that guy based on you, <laughs> it's definitely based on you. But when I drew it, I did. Have I drawn? I don't. I hardly draw any. There's no such thing as a flattering portrayal of anybody I draw ever. No, no, exactly. They all look stupid. Yes. I am more like Can now, TVZ Gone. I think that's a fair point. I'm more like Can than Fred. But I used to be a lot more like <laughs> I was a lot more like Fred back in the day. Also doesn't have a unit. He <laughs> doesn't have a unit. <laughs> uh, according to Brian, he was checking it out. Looked according, underneath it. Checking the can. Yeah, yeah, checking, yeah, checking the, the can. Checking the date on the can. That's all I was doing. Checking the date. That Just one that one tweet we got was so hardcore. Jeez, Louise, it was like, I know. Is Brian gonna F that can? I'm like, oh I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and I noticed I was like, is the guy in your comic strip going to F that can? No. Is, is Brian going to F that can? Yeah, he just jumped right to it. He was like not even going to play around with like. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, whoever you are. Yeah, whoever you, whatever person that we've vilified here on the show live. <laughs> here's a, So here's this deal with these little tiny dogs. Uh, oh, pet yeah. poodle was taken by a hawk and it was found 20, 28 hours later in another county. Now, this is what's wow. funny. Uh, or not funny, but normally what happens when this happens, and this has happened to my brother in Phoenix, uh, in their case, it's big owls, giant desert owls. Mm -hmm. They will swoop down, and my, my sister-in-law has like, at any given time, she's got like six of these little freaking yippy dogs, just tons of them. Um, and they all have names and clothes and their own drawers that they keep their clothes <laughs> in. It's oh, really, no, really? Yeah, oh, it's wow. really bad. I mean... I, I, no judgment, but I couldn't do it. It would drive me crazy. But she's really into it. And uh, anyway, one day while they were, well, they were Mark was out doing something in the yard or something, and one of these dogs was out there with him, and a, and one of these uh, these owls swooped down and took it. Mm. And they never saw that dog again. That dog is food. Yeah. <laughs> like that was it. They were done. I'm sure. But yeah. apparently, the hawk is. Uh, in this case, was feeling I don't know, feel guilty or, or or I don't know what it did. It just wasn't hungry. <laughs> But uh, or the or the dog fought back enough to where it could get free. Could be. This is how the story goes. Deborah Falcone, Sioni, Falcone. Uh, where is it right here? Falcione. 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 I don't know. All right, something like that. <clears throat> Falcione. She said her dog, Portia. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> well, it's a combination of the traditional spelling. Yeah, which would more normally be P O R T I A, right. combined with the car spelling, which is P O R S C H E. So this, she like combined them and spelled it Porsche. It's either Porsche or or that's just a weird way to spell uh, Porsche. And and a poodle. Come on, I mean you name a greyhound Porsche. Yeah. You don't name a poodle Porsche. Yeah, I don't like it. Anyway, so you go it's best. Yeah, you you go. Oh, the memories I have with you goes. Uh, anyway, taken by the hawk, was missing for 28 hours. Uh, they thought they'd never see her again, but the dog was found alive. All I can do is thank God for the miracle because I know, uh, I don't know how else this dog could have survived. Well, there's a couple other ways. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm, right, I'm, yeah. not, not to, I'm not banging on her faith here or anything. I'm just saying there are other ways that the dog could have survived. It doesn't yeah. necessarily yeah. have to be divine no, intervention. It had to, be, had to be divine intervention. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, again, she can, that's great, and it's not a problem, yeah. and that's totally fine. Yeah. But uh, when somebody, like, I've had somebody in my life before tell me, I lost, I was supposed to go to the dentist, 
I lost my keys. I don't know why I'm giving him a southern accent. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, but I lost my keys, and uh, I don't know where they were, and I was le- almost late for that appointment, and then suddenly it came into my head. You were in that couch, and I went and checked that couch, and lo and behold, there were the keys. The Lord intervened and told me where the keys <laughs> That's right. I don't or, think God know. has time for that. I don't think he cares. Or- Sports teams that uh, thank God for their win or reality show contestants that oh, thank I God for, for making it. it to the end. I hate it because that because it implies like, other, you have to think of the implications. If a guy comes out after a sports win and goes, mm-hmm. well, first, uh, so how do you feel about your win? And he puts the mic in his face. Well, first <laughs> of all, I just want to thank Jesus. Uh, without Jesus, I wouldn't have <laughs> been able to win this. Uh, Jesus, Jesus. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Is Jesus a freaking New England Patriots fan? Like, what right. are you he, doing? He hates the Eagles. He hates the Philadelphia Eagles. And <laughs> made them lose. So hates much. the Eagles. Yeah, he hates them so bad that he intervened on. Uh, uh. <laughs> he hated those other 11 contestants on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I really hate it. And it also has other implications like it's unequal. Like, he only liked you. The rest of you aren't worthy right. for his like. Or... Hey, that dog only got saved because God didn't like all the other dogs that got taken and eaten. Like, just or or that or that he's a little more concerned about a hawk carrying off a poodle than I don't know coronavirus. Right, like that's on his to do list just after save poodle from hawk. Yeah, he's got a list. Okay, save poodle from hawk. And I know your answer. A lot of people are going to say, "Well, it's omnipotent. He can do anything he wants any any time. It can do all things." Okay. Okay. That's all fine. That's all good. And again, it's not a knock against her faith. And I guess she can just whatever. But you're you're not that. Everyone just you're not that special. Okay. You got it. It's a dog. <laughs> it's a hawk. The hawk is hungry. The hawk didn't fly over there and go. All right, I'm ready to eat. And then something went, boom. And a burning bush told him not to eat the thing. <laughs> Don't eat the dog, says the bush. And the bird went, Caw! and he Stop gave up eating on it. that poodle. Oh shit! I'm sorry. I'm a bird, and I eat dogs. Is it, why is this a problem suddenly now? Why? Put the poodle down. Okay, but can hockey. I just? What if I just ate a leg or an eyeball or something? Can I just eat a piece of the dog? I hate mice. There's a mouse right over there. Go eat the mouse. Ah, no shit. Cool. All right. Thanks, God. And then he goes and eats the mouse. Later. <laughs> I've got a couple of contestants on The Amazing Race that I'm really rooting for. Uh, and whichever one wins, they'll claim. They'll claim the divine intervention. <laughs> All right, that was pretty good. Uh, anyway, she's got her dog back. So enjoy your dog. Well done. And her little dog, too. Uh, here's a, here is a, um, here's a fun one. A California street was shut down after 40,000 bees. Oh, they swarmed a hotel. That's no good. No. Yeah. Uh, bee. That's better than millions of bees, but I'm going to play it anyway. Here you go. Bees. Millions of bees. Uh-huh. Right. Mm. How about this one? Yeah. Uh, here's a famous one. I don't like bees. I don't like bees either. <laughs> that's the best one. <laughs> that is one of my favorites right there. <laughs> I don't even remember what that's from. What is that from? That's is that a, a news article? No, or? it was a, it was someone. It's a listener. He called in and said that. Oh, that's right. It was yes. something about a B story we did or something, but the way he said it just stayed with me. And it's I thought borderline Bhutanese passport. Yeah. I, I don't it. like bees. It's just something about the way he says it. So good. Anyway, uh forty thousand of these bees. 
And look, God would have stopped that too if he wasn't busy, uh, you know, working Rescuing with... a poodle from a hawk, yeah. Yeah, or helping, you know, uh, one of the Jenners achieve a new goal or something. Right. Who, who knows? Well, 14 of the people on that California street deserved it. <laughs> I could I'll just let that one go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, California Street was shut down. Uh, as many as four, 40,000 Africanized bees have been sent, uh, had sent several people to the hospital and closed the street in California after they swarmed the eaves of a Howard Johnson. <laughs> the eaves. Eaves, the Howard Johnson eaves. Yep. Uh, police and firefighters were called to the scene after a report of a bee stinging, uh, or a bee sting on Boulevard in Pasadena. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Can you call? Boulevard. Yeah. The police to report a bee sting now? Uh, you can call animal... I don't know what you do. Because if you think there's a whole swarm and it's like a danger to the immediate... Right, if there's a swarm, but it sure sounds like police and firefighters are called to the scene after a report about a bee sting on a boulevard in Pasadena. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? That's a little... Yeah. Like, especially in an area like that, they don't... I know they have other things to do than uh, check I'd like out to a report bee sting. a bee sting. Uh, <laughs> it really hurts. Could you please come help me get it out? Thanks. Bring an EpiPen? Okay. <laughs> We're putting out an APB. <laughs> <laughs> All points be attend. <laughs> um, it says, we have firefighters who have been working for for many, many years. They say this is by far the most bees they've ever seen in one location, says a uh, Pasadena Fire de- uh, Department spokesperson, Lisa Durdrian. She told the LA Times. Uh, something set them off. Something act. Something. Uh, some activity. Noise. Vibration. It's hard to tell. Says Dave Williams. He's the uh, County Beekeepers Association uh, Lord. Oh, good. Um, the LACBA. There you go. That's the guy. Uh, it says Africanized <laughs> bees are described uh, or have descended from crossbreeded um, bees between African and European bees uh, that were introduced to South Africa or America rather in the 1950s. But uh, escaped and proliferated, uh, bleeding, or sorry, breeding with local species due to their habit of aggressively defending their nests. These insects have acquired a particular nickname: killer bees. Mm. Bees! A- oh no! Bees! Oh no! No! That was a lot of bees. That was, that, was. that was a good, good sound bite for that. How about this one? You saying these bees eat plastic? Yeah, I am saying that. <laughs> I have a lot of bees. If you see bees flying around. And you see a lot of them. Be be aware of that. (laughs) That's the Pasadena police, I think, right there. That's really good. Be aware of that. Oh, what's this one? She loved bees. Oh, she loved she loved bees. That's uh loved bees. Uh uh Sean Bean in uh that movie where the house was covered in bees. We saw it for film sack. What or or did we? What was that? Yeah, we he he was uh he was Not like the wicker the, man. No, he's like the bee master. Really? Uh, oh, you you saw it was a film sack movie. I don't remember. It's not sounding familiar, but I believe you. Didn't uh, the bees? Oh, what's the movie? Chat room. It's your job now. Now it's your job. Jupiter ascending. That's it. Oh, Jupiter ascending. Yes, right. That's of course. It. That's it. Yep. A movie I liked more than I think I was supposed to. Yeah. You know what? It in the right hands. Uh, with the right, I don't know, the right acting, yeah, uh, the right cast, yeah, maybe a lot better, maybe better, know. sure. It's very mm-hmm. comic booky. I enjoyed it for what mm-hmm. it was. It wasn't mm-hmm. as bad as everyone's told me it would be. There's, I, I get that movie confused <laughs> with Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets 
so much like combined like putting scenes that are in one into the other and trying to remember and plus didn't they i mean they were really close to each other when they, they came seem out. like they came out right around the same time yeah, yeah. and that's another one that's kind of bad but i kind of didn't hate mm-hmm. i think what it is is i'm a, i'm i go easy on films if they give me nifty visuals and it's enough for mm-hmm. me to get past a lot of the other broken stuff like, yeah if the if the world building story in your head is better than the film on screen it's still it's still created something in your mind and it still deserves a little credit for that i agree on that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back, making things with Bill and then jury duty. He went to a Trump rally. He also went to rallies of all the Democratic candidates. And there's a story about a weed pipe. We'll get to all that in a minute. Before that, though, a song selection from Brian Ibbett's vast catalog. We are really, uh, really selling that weed pipe store. I can't wait. Can't yeah, wait to hear it. It's going to be great. Um, big thanks to Clarion Call for this one. Aberdeen, Scotland-based rock quartet Cold Years have a brand new album coming out, their full-length debut called Paradise. And their first single is out now. It's called Night Like This. Uh, you watch this video, and it's it's uh, it's great. It's a bunch of guys from Scotland drinking and carousing and having a good time, and it makes me, makes me uh, want to be there hanging out with them. The album comes out Friday, May 8th, but you can hear this song right here, right now. Here's the song Night Like This by the band Cold Years. Dancing in the rain Yeah, we hit the ground running
Hi, I'm Maurice. I'm an executive by day and a wild man by night. I just want to talk to you a minute. The aliens are coming. <laughs> The Morning Stream. Better than Quentin Tarantino's toe dipped in sour cream and onion. It is better than that, though. Dude, Brian, almost everything I can think of is better than that. Yeah. yeah. Can you think of anything worse than a mouthful of Tarantino's toes? In cold sour cream? Yes. A mouthful of Tarantino's toes in hot sour cream. ah! Yeah, but it was worse than that is that it wasn't prepared hot. It was just hot from it being in a shoe all day. <laughs> My toes heated up. Yeah, see? That's how this works. Oh, he's having a kid. Do you see this? Yes. He's having a kid? I saw the, the tweet about that. The tweet yes. that says, uh, hope the kid doesn't come out feet first or something like that was the joke? Yes, yes. Yeah, I know who will love that joke. Whoever that guy is that wrote me and yelled at me for talking about his feet all the time. Mm. But Hey. Oh, is there somebody who hates that? Quit talking about Quentin Tarantino and his love of feet. Yes. Signed. Schmenton Schmarantino on Twitter. Schmarantino. Forget right. the fact this is my first tweet. <laughs> <laughs> this I never tweeted before. Account? What are you talking about? I've never done this before. How do you tweet? Never done it. Uh, all right. We're going to get this uh, show on the road by playing this. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. It's Bill Duran all the way from the Pacific Northwest, otherwise known as Seattle, Washington, or thereabouts. And he's here to talk about the world of making things. And uh, he's with us today, as he is often on Tuesdays. Hello, Bill. Welcome back. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Nice to hear Congratulations you. Congratulations on your brand new Amazon store, which was on the news in Denver this morning. Whoa. What? I, what, I, what did I do? What is this? What, did, no, what no, happened? There's a, there's a, no, I'm sorry. There's a new Amazon store in Seattle. Oh. oh. Uh, sorry. Not, uh. a, not a punish props Amazon <laughs> store. I should, be, I should clarify. Congratulations <laughs> on Seattle's new Amazon store. That was pretty funny. Uh, oh, well, thank goodness. You know what's funny? Uh, I live south of Seattle. I bet if I I ordered something on Amazon Now Prime or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it would get here quicker than if I ordered it or drove to that store. Yeah, I'm finding that oh, actually really? is happening. <laughs> that's happening here more often because there are two new warehouses here, and in two different cases, I've gotten same day delivery just out of nowhere. Just right. Wow. Just know. unexpectedly same day. I've only I've yeah. only done that when I've ordered something with. Um, same day delivery. Well, so in one case, it was me saying, oh, they offer same day on this one, and then I would do it. Mm. But then the other one was, it'll be here the next Wednesday, and it came that day, and I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't expect it, which is nice. I'd rather them over-deliver yeah. under promise, but that doesn't necessarily make up for all the times they've promised a date and then missed it. Yeah. So, <laughs> right, exactly. Give yes. and take, I guess. Anyway, uh, Jeff Bezos notwithstanding, it's good to have Bill on. Bill, what are you up to this week? What are we doing? I have been making helmets. Um, so I'm working on my book, Foam Smith 3. It's all about making things for your head. Mm-hmm. And to uh, finish it off, I'm going to have, I think, four example builds uh, to show off all of the techniques that are taught in the book, mm-hmm. sort of a practical application segment. Okay. So that's what I've been doing. I've been making these example pieces. They are, um, or they're all original designs, so they're not from anything. They're all new. Uh, either I, I've hired friends to design some cool things, or I've designed some cool things myself. Can't wait to show them off. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a, a sort of a fantasy helmet. In fact, last week. I put out our uh, 500,000 Mandalorian subscriber video, and in that video, you can see a dwarven helmet that I made. Ooh. 
That's one of the example pieces. It's sort of a, a fantasy helmet. Um, I also made a little crown. It's sort of a simpler beginner project. Uh, and then I'm working on a mask, something that's a little more organic. And then, of course, I'm going to have to make a space helmet, which I haven't started yet. That'll be the last one. Mm. But uh, I figured I'd cover a, a wide range of genres, sort of make something for everyone, something everyone will have a thing they're interested in. Yeah, I like that because you're going to um, you'll cover all your bases that way. People that follow your mm -hmm. stuff, um, there may be some that are, you know, that were drawn in by your Skyrim stuff. Yeah. And then stayed for the further adventures of fantasy props. And then mm -hmm. others may be like, no, man, it was all about his Mass Effect days and those cool guns he made and that armor he made. And, you know, that's good. It's yeah. always good to cover all those fandoms, I think. Absolutely. It's also yeah. more fun for me to make a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Plus uh, you're fans of all that stuff, too. You're like, you're a nerd of all trades. You love all that. Oh, crap. yeah. yeah. I, and I go through phases, too, where I'm like, I need cyberpunk in my life. I really need cyberpunk in my life. I can't wait. But <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll be having an itch for, for a fantasy game. And I'm like, well, guess I'm playing Skyrim again mm -hmm. uh, for the fifth time. <laughs> I hear I can get it on the Switch now. That's right. That's right. Oh, you know what's cool? Sorry, unrelated, but the... Uh, or sort of related, but the the Witcher uh, three game that came out on Switch recently uh, now is compatible with uh, synchronizing your PC saves. So if oh, any, so, so any, so anyone has played or is playing The Witcher on PC, and you're like, man, I wish I could take this with me on my Switch. Now you, I mean, you have to buy the game, but you literally can take your saves and your progress anywhere you go. And I think it includes some mods and stuff. It's a weird thing. Like oh, it's a cool. very odd. No one has ever really done this before, and it was a big deal. And so the, immediately when I heard that, I'm like, okay, can we just retrofit this to, I don't know, Diablo three, maybe Skyrim? Like, let's spread that around because that's the future I want. I want to, I want to have my saves wherever I go. Oh that, yeah, that'd be cool. Anyway, sorry, continue. All right. <laughs> um. So one of the other reasons why I'm uh doing these different pieces of headgear is to cover different techniques, a variety of techniques. Mm. Um, now, I cover all of that in the book, but these are examples showing how those techniques are used in a practical application. So, for example, right now I'm working on this mask. It's very organic. Kind of, I'm kind of making it look like a, it's a creature made out of a tree. It's very plant-like. Now, all of those details I'm sculpting in using foam clay, which is really neat. Also something I don't have a ton of experience with, so it's been an adventure for me. Mm -hmm. But this mask is showing off how to use that material in that way. The fantasy helmet, on the other hand, is much more geometric, a lot of straight lines. So that's all made from sheets of foam that were cut out and then assembled. No, not a lot of like uh, sculpting. Mm -hmm. uh, and then another good example, the space helmet is going to have some kind of a see-through visor. So that'll be a chance for me to show off how you could do that for whatever visor-like helmet you might be making uh, for your costume. Nice. So each one of the, each of the, the different builds has a different example like that that's specific to that type of helmet, but it also shows off how to do it. Very nice. That's yeah. awesome. So the the goal, of course, is to to arm the readers with everything they need to know to make whatever helmet they want to make. One of the things I'm running up against all the time is uh, I'll, I'll have people say, "Hey, you made a cool space gun. Can you do that except for from the game I like?" and <laughs> I could, but as soon as you step your toe down that path, that's all you do. You just take requests from the internet. And I'm a little hesitant to do that. <laughs> yeah, guess what? Guess what? There's a lot of in this world. Video games with special guns in them. 
Good luck with yeah, that. Yeah, and they're right. all cool, and I do want to make all of them, but sure. I need to be a little picky. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I it would be a struggle just to make all the helmets from Avengers. Like, mm. <laughs> there's yeah. just so many out there. No kidding. Uh, yeah. So are you? Uh, are you run? So I'm trying to wrap my head around what it would take to make three separate books on foam smithing, and mm-hmm. still have new material. Like, yeah. are you doing more advanced techniques in the third one to to yep. address a lot of this stuff? Is that kind of the goal? Yeah, I am, and there's there's some specific stuff, especially about making patterns that is head specific. Mm. The the human head is a weird thing. Um, also, uh, you need to breathe and see and hear <laughs> uh, <laughs> and eat, and all of those things happen on your head. And if you cover it in foam, you can't do those things anymore. So there there's a lot of specific stuff to the head that uh, that I cover in this one. Well, that's cool because I have a big important. misshapen dumb head, and. Um... I if I was to do anything like this, I would have to account for that. Do you remember that time at BlizzCon I tried to wear your Skyrim yeah. helmet and it wouldn't fit? I believe we have a photo. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like barely pulled down the part of my forehead. I couldn't get it down all the way because I have this giant freaking melon head, and um, so I would obviously I would have to take that into account. But also shapes are different, and mm-hmm. some people have a yeah. back of their head goes out a little further, front goes out further. Some people were born funny and they got like a cone head thing going. So we yeah. should uh, we should life cast your your head. Oh yeah, that man, fun. that does sound fun. All right, look, here's the deal. <laughs> Next time I'm in your shop or in the Seattle area, we'll make a plan to cover my. I want to. I want to. You're gonna have to. Someone's gonna have to hold my hand because I'll get super claustrophobic under all that yep. uh, stuff. Mm. But I'll. But I'll do yep. it. I'll do it. I'll commit. Right. I'm committing now. I'm ready. <laughs> do that in a heartbeat. That That's why I started doing that. Uh, the foam version of my head, which I still haven't. Uh, Yep, you'll get there. <laughs> you'll get there eventually. Don't worry. I have about to it. actually, you know, get back and finish it. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, you have to do it to get it done. Oh, I have to do it to get it done. Isn't that weird? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know how yeah. I feel about that. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, uh, one thing before we go to bonus link of the week. All right. Have you ever heard of a mountain boner? You ever heard of that? <laughs> or an airplane I mean, boner, I could, for that matter. I could guess but you should just tell me all right so we had the story earlier where if you go on a big mountain hike specifically people to go on everest i guess everybody gets a boner up there because the oh. air pressure messes except, with your except blood the ladies just oh, except the ladies, ladies. yeah right, right, right. they don't yeah, get lady no, boners yeah but uh, so just know that bill when you go you go on your <laughs> you, you know punish props uh, mountain hiking tour that you're gonna have a boner yes. you're gonna have a lot of boners there mm-hmm. so all right there's something to be concerned with Hey, uh, Bill, what uh, what bonus content can we expect from you this week? <laughs> well, weird bonus content. <laughs> nothing about nothing about boners. Uh, I'm sorry to say. Oh. However, yeah. uh, I got a video from Pablo Sima Devella. He's a jewelry maker on uh, on YouTube. He made uh, for I guess for not St. Patrick's Day. What's the the love one? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Day. What's the love one? <laughs> A love one that just happened. Um, <laughs> love one. Oh, that's good. The, all right. Quick side note. It's hard to stay focused when you walk into Joanne's and they're already putting up their St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. I uh, agree. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, I agree. If you're yeah. going in there to like, yeah, and you're and you've got Valentine's on the mind, you're actually starting to get shifted over to yeah. some little Irish holiday about drinking. So I get it. I'm with Pretty you. Pretty sure we went in on February fifteenth, and they're like. Bam! Shamrocks! Green! Wow. Ah. Anyway. Anyway, Pablo made a, uh, a little Cupid's bow yeah. out of a, a brass bolt. And he made everything. He made the string out of 
rats. It's nuts. Yeah. Oh well. And oh, he's wow. so good. And his videos are so gorgeous. I love the way he. Sh- I mean, awesome. you've shown you've talked about him before, but man. Yep. The way he's is this stuff on like gimbals and stuff like how is he filming that way? I'm not sure. He may have a little bit of help. Yeah. I would I would guess. That's really or cool. Or he's flying a drone around in his little shop. There. It could be because <laughs> it do it's, it's so steady. Yeah. It's like a perfect steady zoom. Like yeah, really nice. Exactly. Oh wow, look at that. Yeah, could be. All right. Well, he's a nerd. Oh yeah, look at the way this thing's creeping up around his back. Somebody's yeah. got a gimbal or he's doing a drone. Something's mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I you like to think it's a drone and it's going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably got it mounted to the dog's head. That he's yeah, got walking around a shop. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's a very well trained dog. Yes. Well, that's awesome. Um, ooh, that that's weird. He has a thing of toothpicks just like I do, and it freaked me out for just a second. That was weird. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Bill Duran, everybody. He is a purveyor of uh, Punish Props at PunishProps.com, and always you can go there find his videos. Uh, also on his YouTube channel at Punish Props. You should do that. Become a part of that community because it is rad. If you have an itch to make things, it's a great place to go. Builderan, have a fantastic week. Take it easy. We'll see you next see you time. Well. Bye now. All right. Dramatic exit from a dramatic guy. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Like, like an arrow shot out of a teeny tiny bow, Bill is gone. Bill is gone. <laughs> That's right. Out of a very small bow. <laughs> boom. He's out of here. Okay. We are going to get Justin on the line. We're going to play this for him. These are their stories. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Oh, that's okay, because I'm good with them. Mr. Justin Robert Young joins us now from Oakland, California, back in studio after a whirlwind trip to beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Justin, so before we do anything else, Mm -hmm. I have a question for you. Uh, Have you ever heard of a mountain boner? Do you know what that is? Well, I just heard the end of your oh. segment with with Bill. So, uh, uh, but I had not heard that that folks who get to the top of a mountain pop wicked stiffies. They do, uh, but, right. uh, or on airplanes. Now I do. With all your travel, I would think that you would have experienced the airplane boner. Oh, I've certainly gotten plenty of airplane <laughs> airplane boners in my life. But uh, like, I, if you're I working under I, the uh, right side of the cockpit, <laughs> you're going to notice a. Uh, <laughs> A boner. As we drop in air pressure, uh, you're gonna start to get a boner. Yeah, I would love it if they I guess I us. never, I never thought of it as a one for one thing, though. Mm. I mean, like sometimes you just pop boners, right? Yeah. No, like, that's it's true. Just, it's a thing that mm-hmm. just happens, and so you know, and and boredom causes boners sometimes, and you're often bored <laughs> on a plane. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I just figured it was that. I didn't know that there was any kind of physiological tit for tat in terms of my air boners. <laughs> Your air boners. So, so when I, next time anybody goes to the Mile High City where Brian lives, just know mm, that we it, just have them all the time. Yeah, just I, constantly, just constantly, everywhere you just look. A, just a city of coat racks. That's just right. exactly. Yep. <laughs> just can't get around it. All right. So, uh, uh, Jerry, I'm looking forward to this particular visit because really there are three important things on the table here in the world of politics. Sure. Um, that is, uh, we had the we had the caucus over there, and you went. You were able to visit and see a bunch of. Uh, democratic displays of uh, caucusry and uh, rallies. Yep. You also, <laughs> you also um, were able to, to head on over to a Trump rally, which I'm dying yep. to hear some details about because those are mm-hmm. infamous. And then also, there's a story about a weed pipe, and I don't know if you want to tell that story. 
or it what? wasn't a weed pipe. Oh. It was uh, uh, my my weed vape. Oh, weed vape. Sorry, vape. It was a vape yeah. weed vape thing. Like you know, it's a- I actually don't know if I would have been allowed to bring a pipe in. Maybe. Like if I just brought and there was no visible weed with it, and I was just I just had a glass little one hitter. I don't know if that would have been disposed of. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they would have because you could have said, "It's my." conservative mega right to have this pipe and you could have thrown a little tizzy and then they'd let you in maybe. yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what their what their what their rules are with with that uh but but yeah so to, to start there uh go to the trump rally and i'm on the pre-registered list for press and as we're coming in uh they have to ha- take my bag and like like full like Secret Service search. They're taking everything out of the bag, looking in every little nook and cranny of it. And then uh, uh, I go through the uh, uh, metal detector. I yeah. take this stuff out of my pocket. Now, I looked at my weed vape as I was leaving the, uh, the the hotel to get on the monorail to come out of the convention center. And I'm like, ah, is this a leave here or a mm. take with? And I opted for taking with just because in my mind, it was going to be funny either way. Either I got a weed vape into the Trump rally. Right. Or they or took your weed vape on the way. they take my weed vape uh, from me. Either t- either way, I've got a story. And, and this thing isn't necessarily cheap, although you can get it fairly cheap on special, which I will be hunting for. But <laughs> but but it, it's definitely, I don't know. It's worth the story. Considering how many times I've told it now, uh, it, it's, it's already in classic rotation. Yeah, I was gonna say I. I mean, I've been you. I found out via text, and I just thought, oh my gosh, this is the greatest moment of all time. <laughs> mm-hmm. This freaking you know independent freaking hippie Oakland reporter gets gets stopped by <laughs> by the Secret <laughs> Service for having a weed. Actually, I thought it was okay to have that stuff in Vegas at anything. I thought that was like a carry it wherever you want outside deal. Or maybe it that's is. the problem. I don't know whether or not to be totally honest, to reveal, you know, peel back the curtain. I don't know whether that was a secret service thing or it was a venue thing uh, because okay. I've definitely seen at like other like concerts and stuff in Vegas. They are restrictive about bringing weed vapes in to the venue. Gotcha. So, okay. Okay. I don't know whether or not it's a convention center thing. The guy did tell me. He's like, hey, look, you can put this back in your car if you want. But if you leave it with me, then it's gone forever. Uh, oh. And I didn't want to take a $10 monorail back and forth to mm-hmm. the valleys so I could drop off my weed. Was bag. he cool, like in a Gerard Butler kind of way? Like, is he like tough looking, <laughs> cool dude? Or or what, what, what was he like? The guy that uh, the, the dude that was working the the thing the the metal detector he was he was a cool enough guy mm. um but the the other secret service folks were like they just did not talk there's they no messing like, around with those dudes yeah they were mm-hmm. like almost right. no words escape their mouths uh one of my best friends when i was 19 20 did some college time stuff with him uh told me that he was going to go into the fbi and then one day he was going to be in the secret service and i never believed him because he was such a goofball like this is the kind of person who would take a picture of his poo and send it to you, because that was so funny. Like that's, sure, that's yeah. that kind of guy. So I just thought that's never going to be the temperament. Sure enough, during the entirety of the Bush years, he was um, Ch- uh, Cheney's chief Secret Service detail and went with him everywhere. And wow. I couldn't believe it. I just thought you're the biggest nerd I know. So every time I hear about this stuff, I pitch, either picture him or Gerard Butler types, and that's it. <laughs> 
Well, one of them's getting high as hell. That's all I know. (laughs) One of them's really enjoying the vape pen he stole from you. Um, All right. So the Trump rally. How is that? Like, you hear about him all the time. You see clips from him. They feel like he he meanders and, and flubs and says really dumb stuff. But then people really cheer and freak out and whatever. Um it's hard to say what that's like on the ground because all we ever see is this little frame of him and a few people we see behind the clips, him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So what is that like? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that you've experienced it firsthand, I would compare it to a fish concert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what in the fandom it, sense? Like everybody just, uh, just loves here's, fish. Here's how it is. Number one, the, it is packed, mm-hmm. right? Number two, uh, it is filled with people for whom this means far more to them than it does to me. But I can appreciate the enthusiasm on some level. Yeah. Uh, the main act uh, uh, has a very meandering style wherein themes just kind of like come in and fade out and you never know when they're going to come back again, if at all. Uh, sometimes there's covers, uh, you know, <laughs> old stuff that just comes back randomly. You never really know what they're going to play. Uh, so he could, the, he could go off on a toilet flush solo for like I a mean, ten minute toilet flush or whatever. Flush. Yeah, you know, like uh, you, you, <laughs> next thing you know, you're listening to 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 uh, 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 Gotta Jabu, and then uh, Tweezers starts coming in, and then Gotta Jabu starts playing again, and then he screams about Pocahontas. Like wow. there's just it's it's uh, you know obviously there's just a lot of fluidity to to the talking, mm. but at the end of the day, there is a connection between the audience and the act. Yeah. And that is undeniable. And and if there's one thing that uh, uh Trump has is that for all the meandering and boy how did this dude talk his it just him uh went damn near 2 hours. Ugh. Wow. Uh, That's a lot so of stimulants. Wow. It's 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 a lot of talk, right? Yeah. So he um he uh uh he'll go off on these tangents, right? But he'll always know when he's got to light the crowd up again. Okay. Right. Sure. Uh, he'll always know when he's, you know, going to mention fake news or when he's going to mention Pocahontas or mini Mike or whatever. Failing. Uh, media. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Although that is so pro wrestling for the record, like all the fake news stuff, like mm-hmm. that is not even anybody who tells you that there's at least in my thing it, the crowd didn't really hate the the media like mm. i mm-hmm. i was there on the gate right where theoretically the most aggressive people would be and he goes and points out like oh it's fake news uh and everybody starts booing and then i made a joke and i'm like hey that's me <laughs> uh and and everybody around me laughed and and it was like a friendly thing it just it, it's it's the, theater. the media is the bad guys Right. And everybody likes booing the bad guys and then everybody moves on. But there was no menacing element. There was no like, I'm going to I'm going to get you or you're the the the, I mean, to to compare it to like covering protests, Mm. there's I found more anger at protests toward the media than at a Trump rally at a Trump rally. They're mainly there to see Trump. Right. At a protest, they're there. Like there is like an edge where things can pop off and and you never really know because some people just might really, really, really hate the media. So you're saying they that's kind of what I thought. It seems like it's just part of the 
not the sh- maybe the show is not the maybe it is the right way to say it. it's part of the show. It's like you know, like you said with wrestling, they're just they're the they're the enemy, and he has to point them out here and there. And did you have everybody get kicked out where he said, "Go home to mommy, go home to mommy"? Did you do any of those? Because those are fun. Did that happen? No. Damn. No. Uh, to be totally honest, I, I don't know if we're gonna see a ton of those going forward. I mean, to, the people that got close to the stage mm. were like slept overnight to get yeah, in there. Yeah. Wow. They're the right? hardcore. So yeah. this also is like not, a fish concert. Yeah. 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 This is not like, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm gonna just do this because like you have to really, 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 really want to disrupt some stuff mm-hmm. to uh uh to to get to get up there. No, the only thing that happened, there was some medical event, which I I to be totally honest, I didn't fully see what happened, but uh the, the rally stopped for like 10 minutes as they got a stretcher in there. Somebody mm-hmm. probably that happened to me at BlizzCon once in the in the line to get tickets back when they used to just have it wrap around the world and back and wasn't nearly as efficient as it is now. But I remember this year where that happened and somebody right up toward the top or near where you'd finally get your tickets just passed out. Oh, yeah. And then they, they had Heat to rush in. Or something. Yeah. I think that stuff yeah. just happens in packed places full of people and mm-hmm. just kind of no way around it. And again, it's like like these people were there forever. Yeah. Like they were there like up all night. Uh, the people that got in, you know, when I got in, which uh, of course I had the 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 slip and slide line uh to get in through the press area, but like uh that was uh the people that were in there when I got in there had been there like a dude drove from LA that I interviewed. Uh he left LA at like midnight, got to Vegas at like 3:30. Uh, and was just out in line from that point on. Wow. Yeah, I don't Those kind of fans freak me out. I don't mean just politically. Like, I had a dude that used to sit out in my front, front, uh, in front of my house in his car and wait for TMS to end. He'd listen to it in the car, <laughs> wait for it to end, then come to the door and knock, and then wanted to talk about the stuff we talked about. <laughs> and that. And that man was Hammond Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It turned out to be well. He, I don't know where he is now, but I had to have a talk with him, and then I never heard from him again. So I guess that's right. yeah. That's, that's a stop. That that's a stop. This is bad. Yeah. Don't be doing that. This is bad yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, I have a clip from that rally, and I'd, mostly, mostly oh, yeah. because uh, uh, the last thing you want to do is talk after you just did two hours. Yep. Right? That's a huge part like, of it. And like, usually, literally, like, like, like I had just even gotten. If you, Go ahead. Even if you wanted to have a conversation with somebody who does a show like this, the worst time to do it is right after it's done. Yeah. Like, like I don't care. But the, the people I love the most can want to talk to me, and I'm going to Heisman them in the face. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't, I didn't love that. Um, I have a clip from this very rally. I'd like you to try to tell me what this, what the meaning of this, okay? So I'm just going to play a clip. You just tell me what this means right here. Sure, and yet, of course. Oh, whoops, let me try that again. Okay, here we go. And yet, Anish vi- violated that. He- I don't know. Can you do you make any sense of that, what that was? Was that an important? Uh- <laughs> I actually do remember that. So that was about, I don't know if he even mentioned Roger Stone's name, but he was obliquely referring to Roger Stone and okay. uh, the story that was surrounding uh Basically, Roger Stone, who was caught up in the Mueller stuff, uh, wound up lying to FBI agents during the process of the investigation. And initially, the sentence that he was going to get after he was found guilty was like nine years. Yeah. Uh, And so there was a thing about Trump being very upset about it. And then Attorney General Bill Barr was like, hey, you shouldn't be talking publicly about 
the fact that you're upset about it and blah, blah, blah. But the larger point that Trump was making there was that uh, there is a double standard for liberal people who lie to the FBI and conservative people who lie to the FBI. Uh, and he's referring, I believe, there to Dinesh D'Souza, who got oh, uh, caught up and then the I think Trump pardoned. That's the name. Okay. okay. So uh, let me let me now conservative that, conservative documentarian Dinesh D'Souza. Yes, that guy's great. Hold on, I'm gonna play. And yet Dinesh vi- violate that he Yeah, you yeah. That's you know what? That's it. We did it. We <laughs> yeah. sussed it out. You totally did he it. He violated something and and then he got something. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Of of that so uh, this is the other question I wanted to ask. The comparison between that and say the democratic stuff you went to see. Yes. What's the difference? Is it this fandom that's the difference? Is it um you know, they feel urgent like, "Oh, we got to win this one and they these these are the incumbents, therefore the current winners, they're sort of on top. They can they're more comfortable." Like I I'm just curious about that vibe between the two. Uh all right. So there's everybody else, not Bernie, mm-hmm. and by and large, you have a lot of enthusiastic people, and then a lot of people that are kind of shopping, mm. right? They are just kind of there to check it out and sample the wares and and see what's going on. The tenor of all the rallies are somewhere between, you know, it's like the same buffet, but you can load up your plate differently of (laughs) we need to get this guy out of here. Imagine the better world that'll happen when I'm president. And then, you know, whatever their talking points are like uh, uh, just their specific stuff. And you kind of build a bear with, with all that. Bernie is straight talking points. By and large, mm. right? He has got a well uh, uh, stated uh, a set of talking points. He delivers them very well, but the tenor of the audience is like, this is no joke. There is no question that Bernie needs to win, and we are going to facilitate that going forward. It is eyes on the prize, locked down, very excited to see the man right but more dialed in on on this campaign can't fail right uh do you get Trump that impre- rally- do you get that impression from here as well i would just say from my own pers- i would say i would say that like with the exception of the more colorful elements of bernie's online support yeah uh, uh the passion is something that you can pretty much uh transfer directly that does go from like online to uh uh to, to folks that are there in the room, mm. by my experience, at the very least. Okay. Uh, the Trump fans are happy. Mm. And that is a difference between the other, the other folks. The other folks are either hesitant or happy about, maybe like they're like cheerful about momentum, but like uh, the, the Trump rally, they are like, it's like a family reunion. It feels like people that are able to kind of let their hair down in a way that they can't. Otherwise, they are thrilled to be around each other. And they it it was almost like when somebody goes to like a Rolling Stones concert or something like that. And mm. you're like, I'm just glad I got to see this. Right. Not to say that, that, that they was, won't be the most 
unbearable assholes if they lose in 2020 because they are going to be rough to deal with for the next four years after that. But yeah, they're in this position of like comfortable win. They're like, yeah, man, yeah. it's, it's I, I don't want to use the word smugs. I don't think that's the right word, but there's a sense of like, yeah, we're here. We're, we're already we already did it and we'll do it again and we're good. And there's nobody's they, I, they, they also feel supremely confident. Yeah, I will say that there is there is an element of serene confidence uh, in talking to Trump supporters because they believe that the Democratic Party has totally kind of gone off the rails yeah. right now. The Democrats were saying that the Republican Party had gone totally off the rails in 2016, and that led them to victory. So, you know, who knows exactly whether or not they're right, but that is at least the sense that I got in talking to them. Hmm. This is pretty um, interesting. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. But yeah, I mean, that that was the, the, the biggest difference was is that, like, there were smiles at the Trump rally. Hmm. And there were not a lot, there have not been a lot of smiles at the other Democratic rallies that I've gone to. <laughs> Did uh, were you surprised to see Bernie take the? I mean, you've been picking him the whole time, kind of like your your bet has sort of been that the Bernie campaign would be the one in the end that would sort yeah. of win out. But were you surprised by this much momentum? It seemed like everybody else seemed to be. Uh, I mean, I was not surprised being on the ground. Mm. Um, Bernie Sanders has a unique relationship with Nevada. Uh, that was really the like OG Bernie got screwed state. Mm. Oh, right. Um, and and uh, they never forgot it. They've had a, a ground game there for the last four years. They've done a lot of work in, in kind of turning out the rank and file of the culinary union, which would have been the only thing that could have been a massive hedge against a Bernie surge. And then Biden really did them a lot of favors by being terrible in Iowa and New Hampshire, because otherwise I think he would have gotten the full-throated endorsement of... Uh, the, the culinary union and uh, uh, that might have done more to stunt Bernie because then the support that Bernie has with the rank and file would have gone directly against like you would have had to be a scab or, a, you know, cross a line, basically violate solidarity uh, to vote for Bernie. But since the union didn't pick anybody, they didn't give Biden the endorsement. That basically just gave the green light for folks to uh, to go vote as they pleased, and they did so for Bernie in a tremendous measure. And that's how it works at a caucus. It's not. It's different, right? Like you mentioned this the scab thing. You can't just go vote quietly. Like you, your physicality represents who you're going to be with, right? Well, you know, yes and no, because uh, Nevada had one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my entire life, and that is early voting on a caucus. Oh, which it kind of like violates at least the general thought of a caucus because a caucus is supposed to be you, at least in its platonic ideal, you get together with your neighbors, you talk about the issues of the day, then everybody states their case and, and makes their choice. And that's that. Uh, that it's kind of violated by a anonymous voting that happens before. So you had the chance to anonymously vote uh, and that happened uh, uh, with the tremendous majority of voters, I think that the final count is anywhere between uh, uh, eighty to ninety thousand, maybe even a hundred thousand total voters in the Nevada caucus, mm. and seventy thousand of those came in early voting. Jeez, that's we that's weird. I, thought, uh, I didn't so think caucuses I think, worked I mean, that way. We but. have we have seen the last caucus uh, in in Nevada's history, mm. in my opinion. I heard an NPR uh, person say the phrase. 
and this is because my brother-in-law told me about it, and I was never able to isolate the clip because we couldn't find it. I'd play it now if I could. But the person on IMPR said, I want to say this right. Well, they were talking about whether they expected any kind of voting irregularities or issues like they had in Iowa, and they were all worried about that. This is all right before. And the person said, so so anyway, Bill, I think they're going to be able to pull off a smooth caucus this weekend. And I said, ah. Ah, it's, like a, it's like a penis, see? Yeah. Pulling off yeah. A, a penis is how I saw it. Anyway. You know, the question is whether or not it was bigger than it was in years past, but uh, <laughs> certainly it was it was... It was it was a rough caucus, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, 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 but I'll tell you what, it sure did stretch long into the night. <laughs> did it? Okay, good. Uh, well, I, so you're good though now. You're feeling are you feeling rested? And uh, it just seemed like a whirlwind for you. So I'm I'm, I'm hoping. Oh you God! Are. I mean, and and it's it's even worse in Vegas, where nothing ever ends, and you know, mm-hmm. every time has no dominion in Vegas, oh, where everything is always going at all times. Right. So uh, uh, that did not exactly help me keep to a uh, a, a rigid uh, a sleep schedule, mm. but uh, I mean it was great. Uh, uh, it, that, that was it was it was a it was a good time to be there. I was worth it to go to the to the uh, Trump rally. Uh, I don't know how many more of those I'll do during this phase of the Democratic caucus because I kind of feel like I got. Gonna my ask fill. you if you're doing South Carolina. <sighs> you know, I I just kind of feel like. I, I want to catch more of the Democrats because I kind of mm-hmm. feel I'll definitely go to more Trump rallies before this election is over. But I don't know if I'll go to any more when I, I would kind of rather be around the energy of what's being decided more immediately. Yeah. But Plus- I was glad to go to this one just to get a sense of what that rally was. And I, I will say crowd wise, it was it you know, the uh, the most impressive thing. I mean, he would have been able, if he had given more uh, uh, more time and if it would have been, I mean, again, he drew probably anywhere between 3,000 and 5,000, in mm. my opinion. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's just people who stayed, right? Mm-hmm. Not people who, like, thought about coming, saw this, you know Disneyland on crack line, and then we're <laughs> like, like royal. yeah, yeah. Uh, these were the people that stayed, and that was at noon on a work day. Yeah, yeah like, it brings them in. They want to see the show, man. I mean, part uh, part of and, this, and also, and also, it was his third rally in the West in three days. Yeah, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, and and he did mm-hmm. two hours after doing a couple Phoenix, hours in Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs, and then mm-hmm. and then Vegas. Uh, and it was not in a gigantic venue for him, you know, for, uh, uh, you know, for a lot of other candidates, it would have been a fairly large venue. But uh, I'll just put it this way. The crowd that was waiting outside that either couldn't get in or I don't know if they hit capacity, but they were all just sitting in front of a television screen watching him talk. Uh, that was bigger significantly than most rallies that I have seen. Wow. Well, I am sure, 100% sure that that those people, that demographic will be if he loses in November will be just fine. They'll just say, "You know what? You're right. It's okay. I'll just fade into the background. 
That's just that's the way the that's the way the cookie crumbled this year. Oh well, I'm sure that's exactly what it's going to be like. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. I'm sure that that's all we'll get out of them. Uh, all right, so one other uh, thing uh, before you go, what was it? I had well, it I mean, I, we do we do have a history of everybody totally cleanly accepting election results over the past. <laughs> yeah, both sides, right? right it's exactly. Certainly, it's certainly something that uh, you know we. If there's one thing that we're really good at, is <laughs> I'm just sure not Democrats- not relitigating what happened four years ago, right? <laughs> I mean, you're. Oh, darn it. Trump won again. Well, we tried. Yeah, we Let's tried. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, shucks. I bet you we'll, we'll just move on. Oh, well. Right. Proud yeah. to salute my president. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really explain it very well, but more I was saying, like, the, their current disposition. <laughs> the people have spoken. The good people on yeah, both sides. Yeah. Good people. The good, the, the, <laughs> the, their current disposition of, of confidence and smiles. I just, you know, it's going to be a I mood. mean, I, I didn't go to any Clinton stuff, but. Uh, in at the Democratic National Convention, I guess they did go to some Clinton stuff. You did go um, to that, yeah. They were, I mean, serenely confident. Mm. Uh, the difference was the connection to the candidate. Right. I think the people there, the most excited people at the Democratic National Convention in, in 16 were the like, we're going to make history, like first woman president. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there were a lot of people that were admirers of Hillary's career uh happy to see her cross that finish line uh but not exactly like i believe in in the existential presence of hillary if that makes sense yeah i get like you know it was more about the milestones it was more like rooting for a baseball player that you like but don't love who's about to pass some gigantic milestone. Like, I'm sure, like, how everybody felt about kind of like Cal Ripken Jr., mm-hmm. you know? It's like, like, you might know that he's kind of a good guy, but you weren't really an Orioles fan, and you're just like, you want to know what? Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I totally get that. That's a good comparison. All right. Uh, well, this is great. I, I appreciate the, um, the, the update. I know you've had to tell these stories a thousand times. I appreciate the. I'll uh, tell them a thousand more. That's right. Uh, tell- <laughs> that's what I'll do. But I'll I'll be in South Carolina. I leave for South Carolina on Thursday, and that is really going to be a do or die state for Joe Biden, uh, who uh, during an event last night announced that he was running for Senate uh, against other. Uh, if you wanted to vote for any of the other Bidens in the race, then please go ahead and do that. Wait a minute. Uh, what did not he a do? joke, folks? Someone not in the chat joke. was saying this. I I thought they were goofing around earlier. What he actually announced? He's running for Senate. What? Well, I mean, he said it <laughs> like. Oh, uh, so he just faux pod and said, "I'm." I mean, he meant president is what he meant, right? Uh, well, I assume he is indeed <laughs> running for president. Like that, it would be news if it was something else. But like, uh, yes, I would assume that he indeed meant I am running for president and I am running against other candidates and not other Bidens. Uh, which I would, I don't know if Hunter's running or his brother is running, uh, you Ooh. know, or his wife is running against him, but I would assume he meant candidates. That's no good. Can't be talking like that. No, th- yesterday was a bizarre day for everybody in this race. Like mm. Pete tried to go support a, a protest, like a minimum wage protest, and they were not pleased with it and chased him off. Uh, really? A Bernie oh. continues to kind of double down on like uh, all the the cool things that happened during the Castro regime in Cuba. <laughs> yeah. Uh which is a weird flex in my opinion. Yeah. Uh and the Trump 
was like, you know, gave a hand wave of like, don't worry, folks, this coronavirus thing is totally under control. Yeah. Uh, and then Bloomberg had a, a you know, cringy ass tweet thread that he had to delete. So Monday, uh, February 24th, we'll, we'll, we'll go down in history as <laughs> a day that I think pretty much the entire 2020 field would like back. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, I just sit here missing. I miss Andrew Yang. I liked him. I wish he was still there. He's not. Yang Yang. You want to know what he did? Mm. And, and every day that passes, I appreciate him more for it. He dropped out of the race when he knew he didn't have a shot. Yeah, he mm. just dropped mm -hmm. out. Like, yep. he just dropped out, and he told his supporters, I don't want to take your money when I know I don't have a shot. Uh, and and that is something oh, everybody. There are people in this race like Amy Klobuchar. There are people in this race like Elizabeth Warren, rapidly Pete Buttigieg, uh, that we're getting to that point, man. Mm. Like, like, like the, the road that you have to... The, the, the things that have to happen for you to get this nomination are going to be either increasingly remote or things that would rip the party apart. Yeah. Right. And at a certain point, you got to be honest with yourself and say, I'm going to live to fight another day. I'm going to parlay the, the, the momentum that I have. I'm going to go out with dignity. I'm not just going to eat embarrassing loss after embarrassing loss after embarrassing loss uh, until uh, my, my head is bloodied. Uh, and, and, and they're going to drop out. But Andrew Yang will be there welcoming, uh, you know, in, in, in fact, they, they're probably calling to them from the great beyond as of now. To, you know, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's time to go home. Oh, your losses. <laughs> yeah, well, I like that guy. So whatever. I mean, politically, it's not even that. He just I found him likable. Like of all of them, he's the one I would want to spend any amount of time with. Like any... he was a normal person. Yeah. As far I mean, like on on uh, uh, on on the campaigns or the the, pol the political side, he was he was a normal guy. Uh, I went to uh, real quick. This will be the last thing. But uh, st scenes from Vegas. I went to the uh, a Tom Steyer rally. Mm. Oh yeah. No one ever remembers that guy, but yes, he's a dude. He's a guy. Well, he spent a ton of money in Nevada. Mm. Ton of money in Nevada, and. I was reminded about the Steyer rally because I was driving around with a, a you know TMS friend Mitsula, mm -hmm. and we were listening on just sports talk radio. They advertised it, advertised a special guest, a special musical guest, and uh, which it turned out to be TLC. Mm. Oh wow! Okay. Right? Yeah, like like and, the uh, third eye or whatever her name was or one eye. Left, left eye. Left eye. Left eye. She, she died. Right, yes. So left eye Lopez. Yeah. You don't need to be mean. I'm not you're being not, mean. I not, couldn't remember the you're name. Not, you're not Andre Rising. I couldn't Fine. remember the name for some reason. Snoopy Poopy Poop Dog? Yeah, it was just yeah. a bad memory. Sorry, go uh, ahead. But yeah, so they performed. There was an open bar, open catering, maybe about 300 people there, 250 of which worked for the campaign. Okay. Uh, but it was a a very, very unique, unique thing that I noticed as I was around uh, I was looking around. There's a lot of Yang merch, mm, right? Mm. And like, I kind of got that, like, maybe there would be Yang people around, right? But uh, uh, in full regalia seemed a little odd. So I went up to one of them and I'm like, hey, why are there so many Yang people here? As it turns out, uh, Tom Steyer's daughter, Evie Steyer, was really into the Yang campaign and made a bunch of Yang friends. And so they all came just to kind of support her. Wow. That's fantastic. 
Yeah, so Steyer, I mean, he's just going to hold on for dear life, right? He's never going to leave. He's just um, I wouldn't be shocked if he leaves after South Carolina because he, he, he really spent all of his money in Nevada and South Carolina. If he can't get any momentum coming out of there, then, you know, he might have to just go back to being a regular-ass billionaire. Uh, sometimes I like to think of what person a person would taste like if I bit them in the arm. And <laughs> okay. Tom Steyer looked like he would taste like a carrot, like a fresh carrot. Is that hmm. weird? Crisp? Mm. You know, <laughs> maybe not as crisp as it used to be. I don't know okay, what yeah. his workout regimen is, but I would assume that he's like one of those guys that probably smells like a very expensive body soap. Oh, interesting. Okay. So like, probably like, would like, taste I, like that as well if you took a bite out of him. Yeah. And maybe it's organic, right? It might be. Yeah. Like, so, so, you know, it, it might be some kind of like, oh, wow, like, this is something that, like, actually, like, like I want to lick your arm, dude. <laughs> yeah, I totally do. Uh, clearly, I do. Uh, all right. Uh, this place is only one place you can hear Justin on a weekly basis. There are many others. Yeah. And uh, you should be checking them out, especially anything to do with his politics shows, because that's where you're really going to get the meat and potatoes of his visits lately. So tell people where to go, what to do, what you're looking for this week. Yeah, Politics, Politics, Politics is the podcast, and uh, you can support it because I, uh, I'm i just going to start saying it because nobody's been able to tell me anybody else is doing it. I'm the only independent, uh, crowd-funded person that is on this trail. Mm. Like, most of the media didn't come to Las Vegas. Even more of the media isn't going to come to South Carolina. Guess who's still humping his ass around the country? My trip around the country? Not paid uh, for uh, by billionaires. Basically, yeah. So if you want to support that, then you can head on over to takepoliticsseriously.com because it's the only way that I'm able to afford it. And uh, I'm I'm thrilled to be able to work directly for you. I don't have an editor. I don't have somebody that's telling me to go to a bunch of dumb stuff that nobody really cares about. I, I go where I know you guys want me to go and where you guys tell me to go outright. So... Uh, uh, that that's the uh, that's that's the pitch. Takepoliticsseriously.com. If you're at the three dollar level, you get a bonus episode on Monday, bonus episode on Thursday. Nice. Well, it's good having you here. Glad you're doing well. Try not to get any uh, viruses, corona, or otherwise. And we'll yes. see you next time. Bye now. All right. I mean, no, ain't nobody want that coronavirus. No, no, no. I think we can all both sides of the aisle can agree on that. I mean. Of course, Rush Limbaugh can say it's just a common cold. He's got lung cancer. He doesn't care. Like, if he got mm-hmm. the coronavirus, what does he care? He's mm-hmm. got fourth stage four lung cancer, which I don't wish even on Rush Limbaugh, by the way. Exactly. But yes. uh, it's easy for him to say and put other people's at risk because they believe every word comes out of his drippy, weird mouth. <laughs> all right, Brian. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, even though the chat wants to know what I think all the candidates taste like, we'll save that for another day. They've already no, they've got a, their own ideas. Good- They've got their own ideas. It's a good Thursday morning uh, discussion. I agree. But we do have, even though we, uh, we're running a little long, we have enough time for yesterday's Monday mashup on a Tuesday. Whoa, um, crazy. Yeah, Jamie worked really hard on these. We didn't want to let it go, so we're going to play it. This is the Monday mashup on a Tuesday. It's called The Vulgar One. Here you go. Without a face. Without a face. And, uh... Shit. Dining, by the way, really, there were five lights. <laughs> yeah, it's been in Especially people's... paper money. Yeah. It's got cocaine and E. coli on it. Yeah, and G-string juice and stuff. 
<laughs> right? Because you go to the stripper club there and you tuck it in. Cheese <laughs> drink juice. Oh, my God. Never had a hairy chest ever. Just like a dolphin, you know? But uh, lately, just a little bit of hair right here. I'm like, what you get if a Baldwin brother has sex with Mr. Clean? <laughs> The Lucifer Show. The Lucifer Show. Starring. Only called I Satan. Love Lucifer. <laughs> now that I would watch. No, Ricky, I'm not going to come down to the Tropicana today. <laughs> oh, please, Lucifer. We are oh, performing I'm not your going favorite to song. Sing Babaloo. Oh, no, no. We are playing your favorite song today at the Tropicana. What was his name? <laughs> Nick Messy Vag- Vagini? Nick. Vagini? <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nespajani. Oh, Nespajani. And I played World of Tanks of all things for a few hours. World of Taints. And I had, yeah, it was a lot of taints. All the taints. You can get new taints there, too, and new skins for your oh, taint. Oh, nice. Yeah, you want new a new skin? skin? Yeah, new skin taint. It's amazing. But it really hurts. You got to pull the old skin off the taint and then apply yeah, the new yeah. skin to the new it's, to and the taint. scream yeah. as you do. Collect all the taints. Oh, Donald, what, oh. You, what are you doing, Donald? Donald, what are you right? doing out in the backyard? Donald, come in the house. Put your, pull your pants up, boy. Go guard that pot of gold. Yeah. What are you doing? These lucky charms aren't going to eat themselves. <laughs> or full-on porn. Here's the porn. Right. We're not holding Look anything back. Look at my clam. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a big Look difference. at my clam. <laughs> <laughs> I think Clinton probably would not. He'd probably say, can I put my penis in its corpse? Then no way. Don't stop oh the car. Oh, my good God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This one took a turn. <laughs> Sorry. I was, just, I was just listening to a thing about Clinton today. I don't I'm stop so annoyed dogs. with him. Only pussy. It was- wow. <laughs> And I'm supposed to be the vulgar one. <laughs> it's all about political hand jobs and corpse penetration. Are my two dog corpse penetration? <laughs> Forgot that modifier. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was perfect for uh, Tuesday. A little jury in there. Wow. Yeah, that was awesome. Well done, Jamie. Nice catch on all those. Very well yes. done. Yes. All right, Brian. If I was in the mood for cover songs today, where would I get some? But, Scott, it's a Tuesday. You don't get Coverville on a wait a minute. Yes, you will get Coverville on a Tuesday today because I have to go uh, over to Tristan's apartment tomorrow and hang out and wait for the phone guy to come because both of the kids are going to be at work. And so uh, I'm doing them a solid. Nice job. Plus, they're closer to the Arby's, so I postponed my Arby's from yesterday and said, I'm going to get Arby's on Wednesday. So that's the plan. Nice. Uh, So that means Coverville today, and that means... 1985 taking a trip back to 1985 when when new edition ruled the charts with mm. mr telephone man and mm. uh, things like careless whisper by wham featuring george michael or easy lover by philip bailey and phil collins or wow. the heat is on by glenn fry uh you'll hear covers of maybe two of those songs that's on the show fantastic today. that's great really get the top 20 there are about six songs in the top 20 that i either don't have covers of or don't have any good covers of so um a lot of great stuff on here though like this was apparently the time of uh, beverly hills cop because both neutron dance and the heat is on oh. in the top 10 yeah that sounds right that would have been the first one i thought that was 84 but maybe it was 85 maybe the music maybe, was maybe just... it just bled because it is february 25th so it just mm. bled into 1985 that sounds right anyway uh that's coming up today at 1 p.m mountain time twitch.tv slash coverville if you want to uh enjoy uh, some 1985, a little bit of a throwback. That's awesome. By the way, there was one cover on the charts in 1985 by a uh, a former pop metal band's lead singer covering mm. the Beach Boys. Oh, I know it. You want me to say it? You should. You should know it by that last clue. Yes. Yeah, it's, Di- it's Diamond Dave. It's uh, uh exactly um, what it is. Dave. Uh, hold on. <laughs> 
I can't think of his name. David. 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 That'll help you. David. Michael. Lee Roth and uh, uh, <laughs> David Michael Anthony. For some reason, right. I was going to say David Hasselhoff, and it wouldn't leave my brain. But David That's Lee funny. Roth, David formerly Hassel, David Lee Hoff, and he was recent. Wasn't he just? He was still with Van Halen, right? But just doing solo stuff. He was still in Van Halen doing solo stuff. Okay. It was before, way before they brought in Hagar. But that was after. So it was after 1994 that album, and then this. 1984. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in my head in '85, I remember thinking, "Oh, he left the band," but I guess he hadn't left the band yet. No, or still they had kicked this. him out, or just whatever. a gigolo, and yeah, crazy from the heat. I believe was the mm-hmm. album around that time. Bunch of yeah. half naked ladies on the cover. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, always in Vegas now. Greg for Walkman says that's cool. Does he have a residency? David Lee Roth is or yeah. uh, Dave Hasselhoff? Which oh, one is oh, in I Vegas don't know. <laughs> but if Diamond Dave's in Vegas, I'd see whatever show that is. Yeah, that would be. Come on. Great, you hear him do that. that would be a great show. But I'll tell you what about uh, about uh, that whole period. The fact that you're doing this for '85, '85. Mm-hmm. I think I've said this on the show before, but all the fives are my favorite years. '85 is my favorite mm-hmm. year in the '80s. '95 is my favorite year in the '90s, and 2015 is easily my favorite year in the uh, oh sure the teens in the world of movies. Sure. In yes. the aughts, I don't have I don't have that feeling. Hmm. Uh, That's 2005. I wonder. I don't know why. I wonder. Uh, I've never really thought about. It. I know that. I know that when we did 1979 for Soundography, I was blown away by. I used to say, "Oh yeah, 1984, our favorite year of music." Mm-hmm. And now I'm saying, "No, I think it's 1979 because there's uh, um, so much great stuff that oh, came out there." Yeah. Blondie, The Talking Heads, Elvis Costello's first album, uh, The Clash was good. That was a uh, great Lemon year. Calling 1979 was amazing, yeah. and um, I'm now putting that at the the top of my here's the year here's the year i'd go back to and see every concert at cbgb's or at you know you're making oh yeah, you're, alien came out that year you're making me yeah. want to go do like a, a like a, a a playlist from the from 79 that sounds like do a great it. idea i'm gonna do, do it. it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it do it do it do it <laughs> 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 All right, uh, let's do a song. Oh, wait, before we do, patreon.com slash TMS. If you want to oh, yeah. support us, if you want to uh, listen to a fifth episode a week, that's the only way you get it. This week is our play date, however, so you'll be able to be here uh, for a live playing. That's on Saturday. Saturday. And we're doing it right at 11, did we say, or is it going to be we're after? Doing it right after Film Sack. I'd say, I'd say 11 is a good... That's probably going to be... A good time to shoot for because yeah. um, that gives us time to pee after Film Sack, which we all... We all pee break. Oh yeah, never hold your pee. Never hold your pee. pee. Don't hold anyone else's pee either. So that's the that's the thing we're gonna do Saturday. It's gonna be great. We're gonna have patrons in there playing with us. We're gonna have Randy and uh, Dunaway with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that'll be a blast. We can even get maybe Tom to join us, or uh, maybe yeah, I'll put the word Fletcher. out. Sure, I don't know any any of them. We'll take, any of we'll them. We'll take any of them. But uh, that'll be fun. That's this week uh, for our monthly playdate, and then on Fridays uh, for the rest of the months you get a uh, bonus show you only get by being a patron. So patreon.com slash TMS for everything else you're looking for. Emailing us, sending us voicemails, finding us on Twitter, Reddit, all that. Find it at frogpants.com slash TMS. Okay, now Okay. By the way, Rusty Nails 102 says, speaking of film sack, any news on the veto? Is there a veto? Is there news of a veto? Uh, I don't know. Is there? Of Was what? there a discussion of vetoing Dracula 3000? Oh, there is. Sorry. Dunaway yesterday brought it up on... He, we, no decision was made because we haven't talked to you guys yet, but... Uh, he, he had said he was having concerns given all the feedback he was getting that it was like a Sharknado style movie and that, yeah, that would concern me too. I'd um, say one of us just bites the bullet and watches the first 15 minutes of it 
yeah. to determine. Yes, I think that's a good way to do it. So we just need to say it in the group and get everybody. Oh, look at David Lee Roth now. Wow. Is he? So he's at the House of Blues, the HOB. Yep. Uh, for the $700 package, you get two oh, tickets. Wow. <laughs> two tickets and a VIP table, bottle of premium spirit at the table. Uh, foundation I bet, I bet it's not uh, Sammy Hagar's uh, vodka. No. You're not getting any, or tequila, whatever it is, Cabo Wabo. <laughs> I, I think, oh, there's a hot for teacher package, Brian. Of course there is. Uh, I don't feel tardy. Yeah, I've never paying this kind of money to see David Lee Roth. 450 bucks, I guess that is two tickets. You know, that's not, that's not um, an unheard of price. No, but. For, like, it, you're paying 100, uh, upwards of 100 bucks for a ticket to a, Headliner show in Vegas anyway, so yeah, but did, did the doubling House that, of Blues, House Blues, really, really, I don't know. This this strikes me as what's wrong with House of Blues? They're fine. I can't. And you I go up to not. the Foundation Room, which is one of the which is funny. Foundation Room pre and post show acts as well. I can go up to the Foundation Room anytime I want. Anyway, that's yeah, not a that's not a lockout. A commemorative a commemorative DLR VIP show laminate. What's DLR? I, David Lee Roth. Oh, dear. <laughs> I was like thinking, DLR. Is that like DLC, but yeah, it's, it's for like something else? Downloadable, like downloadable ripping. DLR. Okay, yeah. Derp. Yeah. D- downloadable never Roth. Of, just never heard it referred, referred to as DLR. I'm going to go see DLR. <laughs> yeah, God, so. Look at his hair, though. I know. It's ridiculous. He looks that one where he's in the captain's hat and stuff. Yeah. That looks like Captain Stu being on a bad night to me. It kind of does, yeah. yeah. I don't love it. Yeah. Here, chat. You can see what I'm looking at. Um, but yeah, David Lee Roth, available now. DLR. DLR. Get it Get it now. <laughs> it sounds like an internet service, doesn't it? Do you have Do you have DSL cable or DLR? Oh, I'm getting DLR. I, uh, well, I'm bringing my camera. I think it's a DLR camera. Yeah, do you have any lenses for a DLR a camera? DLR. A Canon DLR. Yeah, those are huge. We yeah. got plenty of lenses for those. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, all right, let's reach okay. down. Let's reach down between our legs and pull the seat back and play a song. Oof. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and return your tray tables to an upright position. There you go. Uh, dear Scott and Brian, says Mark, I unfortunately have a sad request today. My dear friend and the tadpole zone, at least occasionally, Curious Wicked has passed away far too early at the age of forty-two. I remember Curious Wicked in the chat room. I had not what? heard about this. I and- hadn't either. No. Um, big supporter of us on Patreon for the longest time and, and, um, went from, uh, having some major health issues, which apparently he still continue to have. I know he was type two diabetic and he lost a bunch of weight listening to our show mm-hmm. and walking and jogging and stuff. Um, anyway, uh, passed away at the early, far too early age of 42, a friend I met through world of Warcraft over a decade ago and who quickly became one of my closest friends. He was an amazing human being, the kindest and nerdiest person I knew. We shared countless hours of online video gaming, listening to Frog Pants shows. We even went to our first Nertacular at uh, Nertacular 17, where we got to meet many of you, many of us. I know he was a huge fan and supporter of all things Frog Pants, and I can think of no better way to honor him than requesting a song. He was a huge audiophile, loving electronic music like Vangelis, but also a huge fan of Prince, David Bowie, and so many others. So I leave it up to the covermeister, to find something he thinks is fitting in any of those categories or a blend of those categories. Thanks for being an amazing community that we could share in and be a part of. Cheers, Mark. Occasionally, Verendos in the chat room. Wow, I did not know about this passing. No, I didn't either. This is the first I heard about it, and I I went back and found you know emails that um, uh, that he had written to us, and 
uh, just bummed me out because mm. he he was he had gotten so much stuff together over the years, having some problems early on, and listening to our shows. Damon uh, Men was uh, his name, and um, uh, you know he he turned stuff around and and um, got off the alcohol or curbed it and became fit, healthy, psychological fit. Yeah, psychologically fit. So, dang man, that bums me out. Well, I, yeah. all our best to his family. This was recent, then I, you read, I think. Yeah, early. apparently, okay. apparently, I mean, this uh, the request came in um, on yesterday or two days ago. So, man, yeah. All right. Well, then so we're happy wicked, to. This one's for you, man. Yeah, happy, happy to do this at the very least for you. Absolutely. So, um, because he liked that electronic music, because he liked Vangelis. Um, one of my favorite themes that Vangelis ever did was the soundtrack to Blade Runner and a great cover of that. Uh, also staying in that same electronic style is Oscar Seguero's uh, cover that was part of the Lounge of Love series 2010. This one came out and it's just a great version of the Blade Runner theme. Here it is by Oscar Seguero. All right. We're going to play that. We're going to be back tomorrow with more TMS. We got other stuff to do. So come on back for that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you then.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I I I ride it naked.